Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. New year, new normies like us. Your hosts return to kick things off by breaking down the best of the best from the past year. Happy Norm Year. I want to tell you a story. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed? Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. You heard it up top. We're back for a norm year. That's right. We covered some topics last year in pop culture and did some great episodes. And we're here to talk and rank them and give you our favorites, our recommendations here in our best of Normies 2022 episode with your hosts. Uh, I don't know. Norm year, Colin. <laughs> uh, no, norm, norm year, Mike. <laughs> and norm year jacob yay baby normier. happy normier yes happy normier sometimes happy baby normier jacob hey because, happy uh, birthday you know normies don't know this but i i was born in january january 11th to be exact and uh so i'm kind of a new year's baby or a norm year's baby that's, that's right. right you're coming up on that it's birthday week as we get back to record uh, after the holidays hope you all had good holidays you know good to see you guys again it's been a while yeah yeah yeah. I missed you guys. Um, I had the chance to listen to our holiday special episode, our Star Wars holiday yes. special episode that we recorded last week. Of course, we did take uh, a week off in between, um, but uh, I got to listen to that episode and could not convince anyone in my family to watch that special, unfortunately. <laughs> but I, I was <laughs> laughing listening to BC and Adam. Shout out to them and the Cargo yes. Podcast. If any of our listeners aren't checking them out, check them out. That was yeah. a lot of fun. But yeah. you wanted to rewatch that after all that with your I, family. I wanted to punish somebody with it. And then I wanted to watch that <laughs> Lego special, too. I know we were talking about that. Did anybody yeah. get around to doing that? I didn't watch yes, any of those. I did. Oh, you go ahead, I did though. watch that, actually, you know, a couple of days before I uh, I flew to out of state uh, to visit family and whatnot. Uh, and so a couple of days before Christmas, I was watching all these uh, holiday specials. I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And uh, I was like, let me throw on that Lego one. Was it and, good? Uh, it was all right. It was fine. Better I mean, than not... what we reviewed? Yeah, it's the it best be. Star Wars holiday special by default. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not a it's a pretty low bar to clear. But it was fun. It's kind of, you know, Ray kind of zooming around the best hits of, of all Star Wars, basically time traveling. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guardians, is that any good? I haven't seen that one yet either. But now I missed oh, the window. I, I got to wait a year. That one was pretty ah, good. Kevin Bacon. I think it's cute, yeah. Mm. Uh, playing well, himself of, in canon in the MCU, just just so you know. Yeah. Strange. Well, you know, speaking of MCU real quick, I did have a chance to go to Houston. And this is a this will tie in with uh, Moon Knight. They had a, they had a uh, King Tut exhibit. And I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. So we went to the museum. And as we're going in, I say, oh, are we going to become avatars? You know, are we going to do this? And then they actually had the Khonshu avatar, the mummy of the what? avatar of Khonshu wow. was actually there. And I'm like, I was what? just joking, but it was the real, the real mummy. Yeah. That is so cool, dude. I mean, that's cool. I mean, just King like Tut's one body. of uh, That was boring. But Khonshu's avatar. You saw mummy. that too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's not in the DC, you know, so. Or MCU. So anyway, maybe I'm Moon Knight now. Steven, latest gainers? I don't know, but uh, that's my highlight uh, anecdote, I guess. Wow. If you guys have a wow. holiday anecdote. 
I, you know, I do have something that ties into pop culture, normie culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to, you know, I went to Colorado where my mom lives and we visited the Overlook Hotel or not the Overlook Hotel. It's fucking the, amazing. Uh, right. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now of what it's actually called, but uh, it is the hotel that Stephen King stayed in in 1975. One night he, he had a crazy drunken dream uh, <laughs> that no night. Doubt. Mm-hmm. And it was the idea for The Shining. So he wrote The Shining based on this staying in this hotel, which is uh, not the hotel they used in the movie, uh, in the Kubrick movie, uh, but it's the hotel that was The Shining was originally based on. Yeah. Right. I think it's the Stanley Hotel based the on Stanley my... Hotel. That's Thanks right. Thanks for our researchers. Yeah, so I... Thanks, guys. Yeah. Did you stay in that uh, the cursed room? What What is it? The documentary? No. Was it? The three one six or something. Yeah, it's uh, two one seven in the in the book, two three seven in the movie, I believe. Uh, right. That room is like you have to reserve that like up to a year ahead of time. Oh my it's god! So in demand of just like Stephen King fans visiting there and staying there. Gonna Pretty get wild. Really drunk, do a bunch of cocaine, and have a crazy dream and write <laughs> <Yeah>. a book. <laughs> Torment <laughs> right. your well, family. The story is yeah. that uh, so he went down to the wild. bar and there was a bartender named Lloyd there, like in the movie, but he wasn't a ghost. He was a real person, and right. he's like, a he puts a twenty dollar bill Presumably. down on the on the bar and says, uh, "Whatever that'll get me," uh, and just drank all night with this guy Lloyd. Went back, stumbled back to his room, and had this crazy drunken dream, and it was The Shining. Wild. And, uh, that this is before Stephen King had really broken out. You know, he'd written like a couple novels, uh, but he hadn't had his big. You know, he hadn't had Carrie made into a movie yet. This is nineteen seventy five, so pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, that is wild. That's cool. You got to visit that. Uh... The inspiration for King for, heads out there. That's right. Yeah, we I love think, I mean, King. Shining's yeah. only the second movie adaptation. So yeah, I mean, that yeah. Is early. You have any uh, pop culture tie-ins, uh, adventures or misadventures, Colin? Besides trying to punish people with Star Wars. Well, and Jacob, I know that uh, to time to another one of our episodes, you showed your sister Gremlins, and she mm. just like flipped out on Gizmo and stuff. Right? Yes, we watched yeah. that uh, Christmas night i want to say christmas yeah. eve we watch it yeah. i was like let me put on gremlins i had some travel issues getting there so i was a little late but uh that's a whole other story and i was like let's watch gremlins convince my sister she's like oh they're so cute they look like furbies and uh, mm-hmm. she loved it and then we got to the you know the second half of the movie where things start getting crazy and uh she she, she just loved it you know that's I, uh, yeah, I made, I made some people watch gremlins too. It was, it was good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not, not too many other Christmas, uh, fun experiences. We watched a Christmas story and of course we're all from Ohio and you know, that, that big mm-hmm. connection with the house there. And then they have that new, a Christmas story too. I could not convince anyone in my life to turn that thing on. So we, we watched it uh, and not to review that whole it, movie. Mike? I thought it was better the than it had one? any right to be. I yeah. thought it was kind of sweet. Huh. I think it's all okay. okay. I might watch it then. Yeah. We thought it's, it was fine. It's got, yeah, the kid, he's all grown up. The guy who what helped make uh, Mysterio. Yeah, super famous Hollywood producer, super oh. rich guy who gets to work on every John Favreau movie. Like, it's a piece of, like, every Iron Man film. Really? Peter Billingsley, yeah. Yep. I always wonder what that guy was up to. He's a legend, but he's, like, a leading man in this. He doesn't get that opportunity much. I think he does a good job right. of being the, wow. the dad trying to have a good Christmas. But anyway... That's, uh, you know, that's last year at this point. We're into 2023. And as we set up top, we're going to be looking back one more time last year and talking about our top numbered list uh, up to 10, maybe more, maybe honorable mentions. We'll be talking movies, a little bit of TV and uh, other 
extraneous, but mostly movies because there's some good stuff, especially at the end of the year we haven't got a chance to talk about. But oh, yeah. I say we jump into it, fellas, you know, one more time. Flashback 2022 right after this. We're back here on Normies Like Us. We are going to start counting things down because, like we said, we're saying bye-bye 2022 by listing off uh, the movies to start with that we loved about it. So we're going to start by reading our top ten list here. Uh, We're going to start at number ten, but first, some honorable mentions, boys. Yeah, I guess I'll jump in first. Um, You know, this was almost making it into my top ten. When you see what my number ten is, it's almost more thematic, but... Corey Cunningham, Halloween Ends, almost made my top 10. Almost made it. Uh, I'm the only one, me and Red Letter Media, we're the only ones who get it. Um, And then I just watched the All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a German World War I movie on Netflix. It's Mm. for your consideration. It's kind of like they're saving Private Ryan. It's very similar in tone. It's very... It's a bummer, but war is. But you're getting the German perspective of World War I, but it's... Hey, war sucks for everybody. That's kind of the the tone of the film. Like all of this totally. shit. So visually very impressive. It's like over two hours long. I watched it in German. Um, check it out if you like that kind of thing. But it was an honorable mention, kind of a newer movie. So that's it for me, Jacob. Yeah, I haven't you? gotten the chance to uh, check no, it out yet, but that was definitely on my list to watch. I finished um, it this afternoon. Yeah, like I started yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I texted you guys like a week and a half ago maybe and said like, oh, I don't have that many movies that from this year that i've mm. you know that have that i would consider good enough for a top 10 list but then ever since that i've really been trying to watch everything that i've been meaning to watch that came out in 2022 that i was available to watch on streaming or, or whatever else but uh now i'm thinking i've got a really solid list here and so much so that i did have some honorable mentions that i felt bad they didn't make the cut of the of just you know the top 10 uh yeah but so for my honorable mentions, I have uh, the Batman. I thought that was that was good. That's not a top ten for you. Interesting. Okay, it's on no. my honorable mentions as well, Jacob. Yeah, like I said, I had to make hard cuts, you know, because there's just too many good movies. It's um, it's it's not a rewatcher for me. It seems hmm. like it's hmm. just too long. I haven't rewatched it. Gotcha. I think next year I'm going to rewatch it during Spooktober because it's a Halloween movie. You know, like Die Hard is a Christmas yeah. movie. The Batman right, is right. a Halloween huh. movie. Yeah, Corey um, Cunningham's in it. He's the Riddler. No, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's still cheese. Um, <laughs> it's on my list. I'll let you know where when we get to that numbered spot. For but sure. it's, it's in my All list right. proper. So we'll talk about it more when we get. I'm to the it. only one who yes, put it in yes. there. Yeah, yeah. I want uh, your positive take on it, Mike. Mm-hmm. But the Batman, the Northman, two different kinds oh, the of the two mans. He hates the yeah. mans. <laughs> uh, I also have. Glass Onion. I think probably we'll talk about that on other people's lists. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. yes, interesting. Uh, another one. <laughs> this one for me is in the eleven spot, so it just missed the top ten. But Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. Jacob. Oh, oh. now I, this I is not a movie I can recommend to everyone. No. Um. So some of these movies they're not oh, yeah. for everyone. I wouldn't recommend this to a lot of people. It's uh. This one's not. You for know humans. David Cronenberg. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You could call this movie cyberpunk. I think a better word uh, that I came up with is organ punk. I call this movie an organ punk sci-fi movie. Uh, But David Cronenberg, you know, obviously he's done a lot of body horror type stuff, especially earlier in his career. 
this is sort of a return to that era because for the last 20 years or so in the 2000s, he's been doing sort of more awards baity type movies, usually starring Viggo Mortensen, which this one also does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm a big fan of David Cronenberg. Uh, I know Colin had less, you know, good things to say about this movie. I, in all fairness, I probably only looked at the screen for five minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's, for the it's something I'm watching between my it's, fingers. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of scenes of weird surgery, weird just body yeah. stuff. Uh, it takes place in a near future where humans, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't feel pain anymore. They don't have a fe- infection. Uh, and it's about this guy that like grows new organs as part of performance art. Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty out there. Yeah. That sounds pretty wild. And we, we talked about that genre that Hellraiser kind of straddles where it's this kind of gross out yeah. blood and surgery tools. It's, it's yeah. Well, if, if you've you're seen it, any David Cronenberg's like Videodrome, Naked Lunch, Crash, that's a movie about people that are uh, sexually turned on by car crashes. Uh you know, he, he's not afraid to go to, you know, wild places in terms yes, of like, yes, unfortunately, right? <laughs> he's got kind of a, uh, fucked up mind, but, uh, you did, you did kind of a film series in 2022 where you were watching a lot of Cronenberg. Yeah. Yeah. Like eighties Cronenberg was like the best to me, like the fly videodrome, uh, scanners, you know, cool, there's some, cool, yeah. Yeah. It's just cool that you got to do one in 2022, like, you know, this is his his really his return to form where he hasn't done this kind of body hoarder in like 30 years, pretty much. So, yeah, I would say check that out. If maybe look at the trailer and if it seems like something you'd be into, uh, then watch it, because a lot of normies, you're not going to like this movie. I'll just tell you that right now. Yeah, don't have family Um, movie night with this one. Don't on the TV. (laughs) It's not for the squeamish. Uh, Kristen Stewart is doing a super weird performance in it too, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, good movie. Cool. Uh, Colin, any other, or yeah. is there any others you have, Jacob? No, Did those are the up? main, uh, those are the honorable mentions for me. Colin, I'll do you? quick two two quick shout outs of ones that were in top tens at different points, but then kind of just got lobbed out and moved around. One I know we're going to talk about, I'm, I'm just guessing, but Avatar The Way of Water. I just can't have a super long movie in my list. Wow. I love it. And I respect it. I love Big Jim. Everybody knows this. Moving on. Got it. One I want to highlight. Uh, I feel like when we started quarantine, we had a good Andy Samberg is a movie star movie that didn't get to go to theaters in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And to end quarantine, we had a good Andy Samberg movie that didn't go to theaters called Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which wow. I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it's kind of a dumb movie, but I want to shout out and recommend in this segment here just to say, like, it's about something. Again, I like movies that are about something. And this film that's like, should we be rebooting animated movies? <laughs> like, should mm-hmm. we, like, literally be tearing apart our childhoods for content nonstop? I think that's a really interesting question to ask. So, yeah. And also the bootlegging side of things. It is a fascinating yeah. little movie and it's fun. Yeah. So, yeah. Very yeah. weird. We did an episode on it. Check it out. Yeah, that's that's a good one. So any anything else that didn't make the cut, though? No, no, that's all that's right. kind of it. All I'll shout out. So we're going to climb the ladder from 10 all the way up to one. If uh, it's on our shared lists, we'll say it was there and we can say where it was. If you, you know what, we'll figure that out. You know, if we have overlap sure. um, and I'll just say the bottom half of my list, basically six through 10. It's a little bit just random. It's just like th- these are in there. They don't really have right. an order. 
Um, and then the top five, they are in an order, but there's like a theme to my top five of what I was, what made something make the cut. So when we get there, that's where it. I'm heading. The top five has a theme. Um, the bottom okay. half is just movies that I enjoyed a lot. So um, for me, all, yeah, one through 10 is just in order, order but uh, I thought a lot about it. And I thought very hard about this. It was a, it was a hard top 10 and I think it's a solid year for film and I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. Colin, how's the process um, for you? Yeah, you know, I'll shout out Letterbox again. I think we're all doing it now, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of the cool new thing of 2023. But uh, Normies, if you don't know about it, it's a film logging website. And just to start that list in January of 2022 to be like, I'm already putting stuff on here. Uh, you know, it just it naturally kind of moved around all year. I'm, I'm kind of happy with how everything fell. Totally. Yeah, I, had to, I had to do a little bit of uh, Fandango like, what movies did I go to? Like, I had to find all my confirmations in my email. So I, had I been tracking all year, it would have been a lot easier. I got what do I know? What do I like? What yeah, have I that's, seen? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Letterbox I feel like, really helped me this year. Because I, I pretty much just started doing Letterbox la- like, at the beginning of this past year of 2022. So I've been doing it almost a full year now and logging every movie I watch, doing a little review, a little blurb usually, uh, and rating it. And it made it really easy to go back. I could filter it by year. So I just put all the movies I've seen in 2022 mm-hmm. and then I can, you know, sort it by my personal ranking. And then it was very easy to just extract a top 10 list from that. That's amazing. So of movies that were it made it very easy to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's uh, let's jump right in. Uh, I'll, I'll go with my number 10 because it edged out Halloween ends. Uh, but this is actually a, a better movie and it's number 10 and it's called X because that's 10 in the Roman numerals. So. That made the list a great throwback. Nice. Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Jenna Ortega, you know, what's not to like about this little movie? Queen, she's dancing for us, Mike. She's doing it right now. She loves hearing you uh, say that about her. That's right. <laughs> that movie was on my uh, lower on my. Uh, so I had a, I had a whole top 20 on, on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. And that was okay. like, that's like 19. So that's lower on my honorable mentions. But I enjoyed that movie a lot, too. And I still need to see Pearl. I, same. I still haven't seen Pearl. Yeah, Colin, I think you've seen. Wonder both. if that would be on your list if you had. Ah. Yes, I have. I have. Uh, X is on my number nine. I guess I'll talk about it in yeah. a sec. Yeah. Cool. Well, right there. Okay. So that's my ten, Jacob. I guess you want to then we'll rotate back to Colin for Colin's ten. Yeah. Well, my ten is a movie I know we all really enjoyed. We did an episode about it. Pray. Hell hey. yeah! Dog. Yep. That's Pray. on my list. Great too. movie. I'm super happy that made everybody. Uh, the Predator franchise, great. yeah, everybody just a really good, it. just a really good genre movie, and uh, yeah, what's not to like? Yeah, it's it's very good. I'm glad that it made all of our list. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more once it gets to to the your number. Guys's. But Colin, what's your number ten then? So I kind of had a spot open on my list for a while, and I was like, how is this going to fall out? How is this going to fall out? And it literally came down to me watching this movie today on Paramount+. Plus. I am, of course, talking about Top Gun Maverick, gentlemen. I am entering the danger zone here. I have not seen it. Jacob, did you see it? I saw that recently. It's available on Paramount+. Plus now. Uh, I thought it was good but i didn't like it as much as it seems like a lot of people did like i thought it was like a solid three-star movie um so didn't make your list then it actually made the 20 spot in my top 20 if we're okay. being very particular let me let me blam it out yeah, then as my it. number 10 here just saying it is 
It is, look, I know that conservatives are like, I'm not doing right now, being like, it's a movie for us. It is a movie that is just for movie lovers. I think mm-hmm. experientially, it is this huge, big, explosive action blockbuster that shows you that a grounded, tiny little doll-sized man named Tom Cruise can be a bigger-than-life action movie star and that those movies are still valuable. And I just want more stuff to get made with practical people flying in fucking ships and, like, crashing and, like, shooting guns and shit. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it really, hey, it really does show that Tom Cruise <laughs> is the last movie star, essentially. Yeah. Because... Really, to sell a movie now, it needs to either be superheroes or Tom Cruise is in it. And that's the only way these blockbusters make money. When will um, he be a superhero, Jacob? Yeah. Or James Cameron's whatever the hell right. he's doing. That's, yeah. that's, right. that's the exception. He be he's he's, almost, uh, he's yeah. almost too good to be a superhero because when he's in a movie, it's just he's Tom Cruise. You know, I can't yeah. name his actual character in Top Gun. You know, he's Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible, but... No, he's, he's just Tom t- Cruise. He's Tom Cruise. He's yeah. doing Maverick. He's, he's, yeah. he's Mr. He's Maverick. Flying planes. Uh, yeah. He's a movie no. star, and he's he's such a weird person in real life. But he yes. sells. He made yes. that movie the biggest hit in the world. I, I like have here. to look at the positive side of him. I respect his dedication to the craft. You know, I, I like to call him the White Jackie Chan. You know, he absolutely he's willing to put his body on the line. I saw him jumping a dirt bike off a cliff and then parachuting. And he did it not only once to get the drone f- is filming him, but he jumped a motorcycle off a cliff with parachute and did it six times in one day to get the shot. My and it's God. like, I don't know what movie or it, it might be for the new Mission Impossible. And I'm like, anybody that can, the insurance must be a nightmare, but respect to Tom Cruise. And yeah. I'll have to watch Maverick. Also, I've never seen the original Top Gun, so I'll do a double yeah. feature night. You don't really need oh, to because yeah. I haven't either. Yeah. And uh, sure. t- Tony Scott directed the original, actually, mm-hmm. but I have, I've never seen it. That's why it's so weird that this was such a big hit because it's like no one was really asking for a sequel to Top Gun, but it works. And also, I just want to say Tom Cruise is 60 years old in that movie and he looks Wild. insane. Like it should not be impossible. It should not be possible for someone to look like he my looks in that movie. My father is 66 years old. The thought of my father on a motorcycle would terrify me. <laughs> yeah. And it's in his you contract should. that he has to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, and the basic the premise of the movie is that he's he's the only one who can fly a plane good enough to do this mission. Like none of these twenty year olds that he's training can do it. Jacob, he has to do it. Mike, at one point he flies like he the opening scene is they're like you're too old to do this. He's like too old to do this. I'll fly a fucking <laughs> spaceship. I'll fucking fly a jet into space. And they're like okay. I guess <laughs> it you're is okay. So crazy. What yeah. a maverick, dude. But he's he's. He, he experiencing the maverick. g-forces at the age of yeah. 60 flying a plane like bro it shouldn't be possible maybe there's like, something to be like Scientology an stuff. yeah he's like no and, and this is where i belong just quickly to say of course this should have been on our list two years ago or my list two years ago it was of course delayed and delayed because tom cruise was like no 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 you will not see this thing until theaters are open again so it is this um probably a wise blessing moment a wise a, an easy payoff but to me it is the culmination of like we're back to normal wink. Like, I guess if, if Tom Cruise says we are, I, I don't know. Tenet tried, so, Tom Cruise did, yeah, and then Avatar solidified, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so that's kind of a risk. Respect, like respect to that. Uh, right. Colin, uh, we know what your number nine is. It's my number 10 X. You just want to piggyback off there, pick mm. it up. And yeah. Yeah. Let's go X right from there. Um, 
Mike, I love Ty West. We, we, we've talked about mm-hmm. it, I believe, in some some past Whatcha episodes. Yep. Um, Jenna Ortega is going to be in another movie on my list. So I, I won't talk about her for a bit, but I, I do think Mia Goth, oh, whether it's for this movie or for Pearl, Pearl is she's just playing one person. I mean, we, we've all seen X. Um, uh, it, the performance, the, the dichotomy, again, of the two characters she's playing in X that is, I would love to see her get nominated for an Academy Award or something. I just mm. think Mia Goth just knocks this movie out. So. Yeah, she's, she's a real goth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike a, Jenna, yeah, she's a real goth. Yeah, she's a real goth. <laughs> they should have put her in Wednesday. Uh, how dare they, posers? What's your but power? Yeah, no. I can also be an old lady. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she deserves so much credit for the performance. I need to see Pearl. It's on my list. So yeah, check out X if you like, especially seventies horror and stuff like that. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, very good. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people watched that movie and didn't even realize that she was playing Pearl in that movie as well as the the girl in the. the it took me a while to even, even just as I was watching it, and then you see the Maxine. credits. But Max, yeah. yeah, she's great. Also, Kid Cudi is in that movie, and it's great. oh yeah, yeah, he's really yeah. <laughs> he's great. There's an alligator. Absolutely. Like my cup for viewers at home, I have my alligator cup holder. Oh, there you oh. go. That's my shout out to X. You know. If you know, you know. Uh, Once again, uh, about Texas. a movie about something, it's about how it was kind of hard to make movies, and anybody who could make one, independent cinema was, you know, important. And it, it was this thing that artists tried to strive to make at different, sometimes dirty levels. And uh, well, yeah, I like and they, that. And, it's like the emergence of the home video market kind of yeah. democratized the creation of content the way YouTube yeah. did. Like, it, it's yeah. that big of a revolution. You know, people can get yeah. a camera, make something, and sell it. Okay, cool. Very sexy. Well, that kind of leads into, mm-hmm. you know, talking about movies about filmmaking, movies about movies. That leads into my number nine. Okay. Uh, it's The Fablemans, directed hey. by Steven Spielberg. Little There's Sammy another Fableman. movie I thought it could have been when you said a movie about making movies. But yeah, The Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not seen this. What, what do you think? Yeah, I just saw it like literally last night. And, uh, I you know I I'm I'm not always like a huge Spielberg fan. I think he has some really good movies, but every movie that he makes is not really my thing. Uh, but he's you know obviously a super super talented director who has a huge body of work and is just a legend. And this movie uh, is probably one of if not his most autobiog- autobiographical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's about essentially his childhood, his family, his parents and uh he's sort of you know movie magic can be therapeutic and i think he understands that more than almost anybody and he's really basically doing therapy and working through his family issues with this movie and it's pretty it's pretty good i liked it a lot Mm. i mean have you seen that at all have you seen it i you know i have seen it and and here's what i'm interested in jacob um you know, it didn't do very well at the box office, unfortunately. And West yeah. Side Story kind of bombed as well. Now, The Post broke even and got some, like, Academy Award attention. But really, like, Ready Player One was kind of the last time Steven Spielberg had a hit. Like, what do you what do you think's the future for our Stevie boy? I don't know. I mean, hmm. he... That's a good question, because... Is this a retirement picture? You're talking well, about how I was, personal it is. I was reading a little about how this movie got made and he's been wanting to make it since the early 2000s. So he's been Mm. sort of had this idea for about 20 years. And uh, so it's kind of like he was just, you know, had to 
you know, take a lot of time to make it, but it, it got made eventually. And it's really his, his career defining movie. Not that it's his best movie, but it's it. If you just want to know what Spielberg is about, kind of the themes that he consistently hits on in his movies, uh, watch this movie. It's like the quintessential Spielberg, uh, movie. Nice. It's uh, yeah. Steven Spielberg presents Steven Spielberg, the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you yeah. get to make more movies after you do that? Like, I guess so. Indiana Jones coming soon. Uh, he's uh, he's yeah. associated with that, you know. Yeah, he, yeah. And I mean, he know, can his legacy continues. Do whatever he wants at this point. I mean, he's he's a living legend. Uh, and of Remember course, you also get a uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you also have David Lynch in this movie as John that's Ford, right. which is a which is a great little treat. <laughs> that's very important yeah. moment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So that's nine for you, right, Jacob? That is nine. All right. Uh, for me. Yes. Well, my yes, nine is, it's a recent one. Uh, I might show up on other lists, but it's glass onion knives out murder mystery with a James Bond murder mystery. We love it. I can't remember the character's name ever, but Benoit is Daniel Craig. Good. Benoit Blanc. Blanc. Yeah. I thought this is a great, Are you in the bloody uh, bathtub still. I think this one was more fun than the first one. Mm. The first one might be like tighter narratively, but like this is just more fun. I like I really, yeah. really enjoyed this one a lot. So Glass Onion, I agree check it that. out. Was it on any of you guys' lists at all? Well, Jacob didn't make your top ten, you said. It made my honorable mentions. Uh right. and you know, I thought it was pretty good. Like you said, I don't think it's as good as Knives Out in general, but it is maybe more comedic and it, it seemed like the cast was having a lot of fun together. And yes. you know, I love Dave Batista, love seeing him in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah. my god. Mike, we're so close. Let's stay on this. It's my number eight, dude. Like, it's, okay, it's, I'm right above this here. So I, I'm with you. I, I've seen it. I've seen it like three times now. I've I seen it twice it. now. Jacob, I, you've done yeah, I watched it myself, feeling, right? And then I watched yeah. it with my family when I was, it's, you know, in the holidays. It's a good parents movie. And I think when you're getting those other exposed viewings where other people are like, I'm having fun with this too. You're like, you're supposed to watch movies with people. Like, it's just that reinforcing thing where you're like, I would have loved to seen this in an it's, audience. Yeah, definitely sh- sh- a movie that should have been in theaters. I had to convince my my mom and stepdad to watch it because they're like, oh, is that the, you know, uh, uh, Daniel Craig. I just like him better when he's Bond. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear a Southern accent. I'm like, role. what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, had to I love Logan I didn't like I love what he's that crazy guy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Benoit Blanc. Here's the thing. I I would love for whatever this next third movie is to be a movie where he's the suspected person who killed somewhere or something. He has to like get mm. himself out of it. I would love to see his character take a more active role because it's always the person he's paired up with who's sort of like the more interesting character. And this yeah. I was blown away by by what's her name? Janelle Monet, Janelle the Monet. singer. Oh yeah, like, he always how, pairs like, up with a, a young so female, good? Yes, uh, a beautiful on a day armas, James Bond uh, that he's platonic <laughs> yes. has a platonic relationship with because yes. he's a he's a he's a gay man uh, as uh, made canon by this movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he uh, loves doing mysteries, but he hates Clue. Yeah, I want I'm I want one of these every year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, it's, would you play Among charming. Us with him, Mike? Do you think you could beat him? <laughs> I think I could beat him Among Us because he hates dumb things. It's a terrible, very... terrible game. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I want to shout out Edward Norton for. Uh, well, I don't know if we should spoil, but uh, basically playing an Elon Musk type character in this, uh, a Musk Zuckerberg 
Bezos, billionaire, whoever you want to throw in there. Yeah, holier amalgamation. Than thou. Jacob, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Is he difficult yeah. to work with? Because I always miss Edward Norton. There are reports that he can be. He's very uh, like on American History X. He like tried to take over control from the director of like editing and everything. But so yeah, there's definitely been. He's We've just kind of a perfectionist, Hulks, essentially. You know? Yes, yeah. that's true. That's Which I true. love that one still. I have the Blu-ray yeah. of that Hulk. Get out of here. But uh, um, yeah, great, great movie. Glass Onion. Uh, it has layers. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. has, it has something to say, too, like like we're saying. Yeah. Not to give anything away, but it, it's saying a lot. Does, um, it, does it bug you guys having it be called a Knives Out mystery? There's all that discourse now. Why? No, it's Nancy Drew, Benoit Blanc Adventures. I want more. Uh, it seems like Ryan Johnson just wanted, he said, of course, his famous line is, they're not called, you know, James Bond presents uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. It's just the movie title. Mm-hmm. I, I Those films weren't made in the age of streaming and branding. It should be a marketing so. thing, strictly. Yeah. If anything, it should be a Benoit Blanc mystery. Yes. Yeah. Instead of a Knives, Knives Out. out. Retroactively, the they should one, add that but... to Knives Out. Because, yes, that, yeah. that's, it only makes sense for a new that hope. title. Yeah, just Jake. put a new subtitle a on new both hope. of them. Yeah, Star right. Wars. Yes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly right, good, fix it. But, yeah, I thought that was very charming. So That was my number eight. eight. So can we jump? Mike, how about your number eight? Well, this is one that I don't know if it's on anybody else's list, but it's, uh, it's a great movie. It's, again, good for the family. It's called Sonic 2. And it's great. It's one of the best video game movies. And it's really so sweet. Edward Elba, Knuckles, Jim Carrey knocks it out of the park. Ben Schwartz is very, very good as Sonic. And, you know, Cyclops is there, too. It's it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was not on your list at all, I assume. I'm the only I one. I didn't make Sonic. a list, but I did think it was fun. Yeah. How right. is it not on my honorable mentions? Now, I got an uh, autograph from Sonic, you know? That's right. Chili dog. And again. I said that when Jacob and I went, it regardless of however we feel, you can just see it be a four quadrant movie where every mm-hmm. type of family member was laughing and having a great time. And that Mike, I love that you included this. I think that movie is so successful at what it did. It's nothing but a force for good, and and what has been is some. <laughs> it really is. It's it's nothing but a net positive in the good vibes of the world, and I think that's great. You know, so it's yeah. in my top ten, number eight. Yep. Can't wait for the third well, one. I wonder if the Mario movie will surpass it in terms of best video game. We'll I cried watching the Mario movie trailer. <laughs> I want to reveal that on this podcast. Right, so yeah. I'm, I'm really banking on that thing being good. But Jacob, can we get your number eight? Yeah. Uh, well, first, I just wanted to mention one thing about the Fablemans. Go back to my number mm, nine oh, really please. quick. One thing mm-hmm. I wanted to say that I thought was very interesting. Obviously, again, a big part of it is his, his relationship with his parents and his parents' relationship with each other. And him kind of coming to age and seeing them as people more than as flawed, you know, flawed people more than just his parents, which everyone kind of does at some point where they realize your parents Mm -hmm. aren't perfect, like they make mistakes, too. But what really struck me is just the actors that play the parents. So you have Paul Dano as the father, Michelle Williams as the mother, Mm -hmm. and then Seth Rogen as kind of this uh, family friend character. And it's sort of a, uh, you know, stuff happens. But I just think it's interesting. It's like seeing these actors now, Paul Dano, I remember him playing a teenager, you know, in little miss sunshine. That's kind of how I think of Paul Dano. So it's just weird Mm -hmm. seeing these actors get older. They're all, you know, 40 or almost 40 now playing fucking smoking weed on freaks and geeks is like (laughs) 16, dude. Don't blow my mind right now. Yeah. Right. It's, 
it's wild, but they do they do a great job. I just wanted to mention that like it's weird seeing these actors get older. Paul Dano is just someone I think of eternally as like a teenager, and he's like forty now. So now he's scaring the Batman. Yeah, yeah right. He had a good year. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, but back to my number eight, eight please. Uh, and I think this is on Colin's list as well. Uh, Colin actually gave me the idea to watch it because I saw your review on uh, Letterboxd. It's Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this one. So you guys will have to fill me this in. Is, uh, Mike, this is on Netflix. This wooden boy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stop motion animated movie, which I love. I know Colin, you love as well. Coraline, uh, all those, all those Henry Selleck, uh, you know, Never Before Christmas, Kubo. Uh, I got Leica. I'm is this a big Leica? fan of, of stop motion. This is not Leica, but this it's is just... It's a conglomerate uh, of like three countries that like Guillermo del Toro put together to be like, I want Mexican animators to make like stop motion. And you're like, wow, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. I think the guy that he co-directs it with is sort of a veteran of, of stop motion. Uh, but it's just, it's just uh, a, an art form that I loved, like specifically stop motion animation. Like it takes so much work to make so much time because you have to you know, move it frame by frame. And like, mm-hmm. it just takes so much time to make. And I just respect the hell out of it because it, it, when it's really well done, it's just, it's just so good. And the planning to have complex camera moves and lighting gags and characters interacting. Like if there's a crowd, it's like, man, just the, the amount of foresight that has to go into that and the, the meticulous effort. Yeah. I, I really respect yeah. that a lot. So I always appreciate a nice stop motion and the movie mm-hmm. itself is great. And I know Colin, you're going to talk about it in a little bit too. It's so um, far up on my list though. I'm, I'm, I'm loving that you're, Oh, wow. Yeah. I no, I so liked it a lot. I, I kind of, yeah. it was higher, but some of the movies I watched recently had to knock it down a little bit and I felt bad, but it really is great. And it's, it's set in fascist Italy during world war two. It's like a darker Pinocchio. Of course. Uh, Spanish it's, revolution. It's, of course. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's Guillermo del Toro. Great stuff. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, then Colin, did we do your number eight? We do my number eight because uh, so it was Glass on Onion. Yep. Let's let's jump to my seven. Uh, a film you two recommended to me. So we haven't talked about it on this podcast because I was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. And you guys were like, then we're not talking about it because that's <laughs> the mythology of this movie in this year. I am, of course, Good talking about barbarian oh, oh. yeah and you didn't watch that say, during guys, spooktober i missed it during spooktober i capped wow. it off uh, uh to end and like watching it mid-november and was like oh my god this thing is incredible and i just i i wish i watched it sooner i just wanted to talk to you guys about it so much and yeah again we won't spoil anything because that's very important but i'll just say that like the experience that one character has. is this on any of your guys lists? This is on this my is list. Actually, this is my oh next my one, god. So. Oh my, my god! They're it's, right it's, there with you. It's seemingly we'll high for me. It's, it's oh my god! Up. I'm very we'll, we'll definitely talk about mm-hmm. it more. But the what goes on the journey of one character in particular, I'm just like this is so well written. So that's that's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and I'll talk about it more. It's in the themed section of my list so once we get to the top five but it it will all be explained once that once i get up there but sure very cool um jacob it's on yours too uh maybe my number seven yes is barbarian oh my god so you both had it at seven yeah and i just think it's a really strong uh horror debut from that director i'm forgetting his name but 
Zach Kreger from the oh, Whitest Zach Kids Kreger. You Know. Yeah. We, we talked about the podcast that comedy and horror, I think, are closely linked. There's a setup, a yeah, payoff. Jordan There's Peele. a timing that you need to have. Jordan Peele, obviously. So I watched Keanu recently. It's not on my list, but speaking of the, the old Peele boy. Um, sure. Anyway, I guess um, my seven... Uh, it's not barbarian, but it is a warrior, and we've talked about it. it's on our list. It's prey. Um, prey is number seven. Just great, you know. Hulu original, like it. Is this on any lists or mentions? I keep coming up on mine. Jacob mentioned it. Already. That was my number ten. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we will get there when he climbs up there. But yeah. So that's the sevens. Um, I'll and keep it rolling. I guess I'm loving it, dude. Uh, well, we'll jump up to six for me. It's uh, Banshees of Inisherin. A very Ooh. weird, odd drama. Guys, did you see this? No. Yes, I did. This is on my list as well, a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, I was Excited a big fan. To talk it. I was a it's, big fan. It's big year something. for Colin Farrell. It's Jacob. Oh, wow. It's a big year for my boy Colin Farrell. That's Mike, right. I recommend. What's the general premise? And then we'll talk about it probably more. Just so, it's, it's some Irish boys just being <laughs> Irish boys. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds it's about... Good. Uh, you know, if you want, you ever have that like annoying friend that you want to stop <laughs> being friends with, but he just keeps bothering you. Right. It's basically about that. Yeah. Okay. Just some Irish lads. Banshing yeah. it up. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll talk more when it gets yeah, up banshees. there. But what's your, where's your six at then, Jacob? My six. I'm very excited to talk about this one. A uh, movie I watched this weekend. It's called RRR. Oh, my God. Oh, I've heard it's about this Indian one. This film. Yes. It's on Netflix. This is just uh, like where I'm like, I wish I had seen this because I just know this would be on my list too, Jacob. This movie's yeah. supposed to rule. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's uh, three hours long, but it is a, like I mentioned, it's an Indian movie. It's not Bollywood, which is the the Hindi language film industry. There's, there's you know, a lot of languages in India yeah, yeah. and a lot of uh, sub sections of their, their cinema. Uh, this is Telugu. Uh, language so it's called mm-hmm. tollywood uh but this is directed ah. by uh ss rajamuli who is the essentially the steven spielberg of india he's like the biggest director in india uh it stars two of their biggest like it stars like tom cruise and brad pitt of india essentially right two, right. two of the biggest stars in india and it's this sort of historical epic it's a superhero film basically but it's oh my a god it's oh, a blockbuster wow. and it's about these two uh sort of revolutionary figures in india from historic you know history and uh it's a fictional story because they never met in real life but it's about their friendship like what if they had met what kind of wow. adventures would they get into and uh it's would they great. be best friends is and it they gilgamesh? are do they fight and then become best friends is this, is this gilgamesh <laughs> A hundred percent it is, uh, <laughs> but very cool. and actually there's some disagreements where they're at, uh, they're on different sides of a conflict at one point, but the friendship War? is too strong. Dang. And, uh, yeah, it's set during, you know, British rule of India back during the, the heyday of the British empire when they were just kind of subjugating Colonizing everybody in the world. world. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's just, it's so epic. The memes and it, are out there. I mean, it's yeah. it just like, I've seen some of the, not even just like the dancing and the music. Cause again, you're saying Tollywood, Bollywood, that's like a huge staple over there, right? The dancing and the music, but just, but they do have talking about these, they, but they the leads, the Jacob, numbers. I yeah. just saw that these two lead guys just seem so charming in this role. They're that's so, so good. They're so charismatic. And uh, it's about like 
the best bromance ever and how they defeated the British Empire. Heck yeah. Power dude. of friendship. Oh, it's like really over did. the top, right? Like it's pretty it's really over the top. It's got some wild, crazy right? action stunts. Uh, like I said, musical numbers. It's got it all. It's just every second is just so entertaining and such a, such a joy to watch. And I don't know very much about Indian cinema, obviously, but uh, right. I mean, it's a huge hit internationally now because it came out on Netflix this year. Uh, it's weird because they don't have it in the original language in Telugu on Netflix. They only have the Hindi mm-hmm. dub. So you can watch the Hindi dub or the English dub. Uh, so it's a little huh. strange that they don't have like the original language, but it's a great movie. I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, it puts Western blockbusters, most of them, maybe not Avatar, but uh, the mm-hmm. rest puts it to shame. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good I'm stuff. definitely going to have to yeah. catch up on that one. RRR. That's so fucking R R R. Yeah, that's that's extremely cool. Um, where we got six? So, do Colin, we get your six or? Yeah, that was banshees for me. So let's hit the top I have, five. I have my six. Oh, and I'm then, sorry. Please go right ahead. Then we'll bring a top five up. So to round out, uh, just my movies I really liked. This is one I watched very recently. I texted you guys about it. Um, it's the menu. Uh, it's incredible. What a, what a, I mean, I've been really into cooking this past year, so it was kind of perfect for me, but it's a fascinating little dinner, thriller, food related movie. It's wild. Yeah. It's well acted. It's, it's a tight little story. And I was just really surprised uh, how much I enjoyed it by the end of it. It's got a good twist. Like, don't so. smoke. You won't even be able to it, taste it. Man, right? Yeah, there's, there's layers, like the glass onion, there's layers to this movie, especially it lends itself to rewatches, I, uh, but there is a twist. Yeah. So. It didn't make my top 10, but it is in my 11 to 20, my honorable mentions, along with Glass Onion, which I think thought were kind of similar movies in that they're sort of social commentary on essentially the rich, you know, class and that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, stuff. I enjoyed the menu. It also reminded me of a lot of Parasite, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which I think is a. I like Parasite a little more, but I did I did like the menu. Sometimes it felt a little one note in terms of like it keeps hitting the same point over and over. And once I understood what was happening, it kind of it lost momentum for me towards the end. But mm. I did enjoy it. And I think it's the first movie from the director, Mark Mylod, who works mostly in uh, TV. And he wrote for Succession, I think, which is another show about okay. how rich people suck. Jacob, we are in a moment that I think you're very distinctly pointing out, but something that I call, I haven't seen anybody point this out yet, but corporate, just like corpses, these movies that are these decomposition films where it's like, we start with the rich at the top as pedestal they could be, and you're just going to watch them fall the whole fucking movie. Yeah, And it's Mm -hmm. not even that it's their like anti-hero films or like you know we went through that wave of whatever of like all this anti-hero stuff it's really more like the protagonists in these movies you're just going to watch them fail because they're parables to you the audience to be like this type of person sucks i think that's very interesting yeah dude they essentially like deserve my glass onion i think is essentially a movie about how Ryan Johnson thinks Elon Musk sucks and is an idiot and must fraud. die so or any of these called to personality it. billionaires, yeah. you know, yeah. insert. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's commenting yeah. on that for sure. But parasite, the menu, uh, there just seem to be a lot of people now who are like, how can we fucking tear down these Richies? At least well, yeah, we live in tough, uh, tough yeah. economic times and everybody loves a, a rich people suck 
movie, right? They're very popular. It's a wonderful right life. Now. I mean, yeah, we love a rich people suck film because we can't take most them down. They do. In real life, real. but we can take yeah, them down in the movies. We never that's will. Cathartic. The golden rule: yeah. the, who has the gold makes the rules. Thank you, Aladdin. Yeah, uh, I did right. like the menu. I thought Rafe Fiennes was great in that. Yeah, on a Taylor Joy, Nicholas Holt, like great cast. Yeah, Mike, you you kind of confessed to us off podcast. You went on a bit of a Big Eyes marathon. I did. After this, I went. Yeah, I watched even the New Mutants. I watched Last Night in Soho, which I'm a big Edgar Wright film. That was that was very very good. Um, yeah, I just watched the a bunch v- of Annie Taylor Joy stuff. The Vavitch I watched, which you know, there's a related. I had Northmen in my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was cool oh, to watch another year. Robert Eggers. We love Chess Girl. Yeah, yeah. that Black Phillip though. Wow, oh. the Vavitch was I, very good. I'm glad I saw. It. But yeah, so the menu kind of. You like to live? Increase my appetite no, for. No, <laughs> you know not to ask me that, goat. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, good movie. Yeah. Um, and I guess it just hit my interests. That's why it's in my top 10. Cause it's like, just happened to be sure. like the, the right kind of thing that I'm into with also the social commentary. So that rounds out the top six. We're going to get into the top five, I guess right after this, take a little break, steal yourselves. Cause it's going to get spicy. It's going to get this intense. dish is called the mess. No, oh my God. Don't shit. We're back on Normies Like Us, where we have been counting down our top 10 movies of the year. Uh, we've been shouting them out. We've been having some fun talking them. We're going to continue here. We're talking our top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go ahead and start because I, I want to just close the chapter on it. It's one you guys have all mentioned already. It's Prey. Uh, Dan right. Trachtenberg's incredible entry into the Predator franchise. Now, you guys have complimented the story. I just want to say... Uh, star in the making here again, Amber Mid-Thunder, mm. performance of a lifetime. I just think this is just a one-of-a-kind film because of her especially. Yeah, she has yeah. to carry it, and I think she does. And, you know, she does a great job. I think she's going to be doing a ton of new stuff. Uh, Dakota Beaver yeah. is also very good, her brother in this. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know, so. It's great, Mike. And the dog. Don't forget the dog. Yeah, yeah. that dog. Good boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but definitely a. Uh, I, I I meant to watch it when I went back because I told my father to watch Prey and I said it's on Hulu, but then he watched Prey on Netflix, which is like a foreign language thriller. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> no. think you watched the right thing. He's like, No, we're at the. I'm like, I don't I don't think you're talking about the right, same movie. Yeah, the the Russian spies, and you're like, No, I don't. No, there's no so. Russian spy. What are you talking about? Yeah, so, but did anyway. he like that movie? That's the real. So thing. He said it was all right, but <laughs> I don't think it's. Funny. Right, I'll replace it on my list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. Um, Jacob, what's your number five then? Let's break into the top five. All here. right. Breaking into the top five. We're getting to some Ooh. really good ones. I mean, RRR was great too, but mm-hmm. number five, it's another blockbuster from our boy, Big Jim, JC. <laughs> oh, Big Jim. It's Avatar. The That's way my number water. five too. That's perfect. Oh, we got him. Boys, wow. should we dive in? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, hey. dude. How, how can we navigate this conversation? Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I mean... It was in my honorable mention. I Again, it? I said just too long. Too but long. boys, uh, uh, tell me. Tell me the love. Take me to Pandora. Dip me in the water with the... Yeah, right. Baptize me. <laughs> let, let me just say real quick. All winter break, my running bit was... 
to any family member I was talking to, I would throw in a bit and be like, well, you know what the great spirit Iwas says? <laughs> or, <laughs> well, the, the Talcoon are really majestic. And just the language yeah. that has been introduced to me because of this film series is something I will treasure for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, go. man. Well, yeah, here's they the say that it has no cultural significance. And now look at, look at you. You're quoting it. Using yeah. Memes, you know. No, here's where I'm coming at this from. I wanted to hate it, right? And we talked about it on the podcast, and this is this is where the theme of my top five is. The theme is all the films in my top five are doing something interesting with a genre that I really respect. That's something that could be stale, and they made it fresh. So I was already over the Avatar franchise. I said it's not valid. It can't name any characters. But then after watching this Jake's and sitting off. with it and talking about it, <laughs> don't bet on, yeah. don't Jake. bet against Jim Cameron. <laughs> but uh, on, bro. it's like, look, he wants to make billion dollar transcultural movies that anybody can get into <laughs> that tell you to care about the environment. And we kind of should right now. So yes, congratulations, Blockbuster, that's trying to make the world better cool like that's that's where it's it's doing something different with a blockbuster and i respect it right. for that and it's a technical marvel good most job, blockbusters dude. are essentially department of defense propaganda top gun right you know, transformers looking at you mcu <laughs> um yeah we got fighter pilots James in there, Captain says, marvel. No, humans are the bad guys taking uh, guns out making yeah. you know little white dudes the bad guys yeah you're right jacob um <laughs> Seventh highest gross film uh, of all time uh, today. Wow. They've announced that, and uh, he has said, "Of course, they are profitable. I will get to make the third film." So, congratulations! They made it to a billion. Oh, I know that at least. Already, Only so. director one point six, Mike, to ever wow. make three movies that made a billion dollars: Avatar, Titanic, Avatar Two, um, The Way of Water. The Way of Water. Don't count them out, <laughs> man. Here's the thing, though. I still can't name more than one character. Mike, what? Jake Sully. Can I name all the children Mike, right now? I nope. think about Spider, even though this is oh, in Spider. my top 10. Spider, yeah. I think about Spider and Kiri a lot, and I miss them. And I actually think about returning to Pandora to visit my two friends. I keep. Oh, how dare you say that? I can't get over the fact that I just kept mishearing the whole movie as Kitty. I thought that was just her name. Kitty. I was like, Kitty, Kitty what? Kitty. Jim, Kitty why? But yeah, Spider. Okay, I guess I know three characters now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? Uh, I did try to convince my family to go see this in theaters. <laughs> I couldn't the get anyone to go. <laughs> no take. Such a hard no sell take. for such a good I movie. I don't get it. <laughs> trying to convince my sister who loves animals. I was trying to explain to her like, oh, it's all about nature and stuff. She's like, but they're not real animals. And I'm like... Well, yeah, that's it. At one point, a whale says it can't give its backstory because it's too painful. You have to understand. <laughs> yeah. Look, I try to pitch so much. I made her watch the trailer. She's like, I don't know. I'm just not into it. Pycoon? I try to tell my mom to see yeah, it. Pycoon. My mom, you know, she gave it the worst, the worst comment that I could think of. She said, we're just not into animated movies. Oh, I so was going to make a joke that it's, it's a lock yeah. for a best animated she feature. Does. She's right. Yes. Yeah. So we it's don't like animated movies. I look people <laughs> yeah Avatar, yeah it's great it's it, that's a reductive way to look at it but i appreciate I'm the just joke. so proud of it i i love that you guys had it tied that's i look it it worked it does have cultural significance it was tied yeah. it does. that's a water joke if it is an animated movie you know it's going to be a hard competition between puss in boots and pinocchio uh, and yeah. avatar too absolutely <laughs> even yeah. hey keep it rolling hit us with your top four here jacob Oh, 
Uh, so yeah, so we had Avatar Way of the Water. Number four, it's a movie we talked about already a little bit. The Banshees of Anna Sharon. Uh, and Mike, uh, you didn't see it, so let's it. let's hit this here. You can, uh, uh, you, can uh, you can feck off. You, you can feck off. Now, Jacob, uh, I am thinking about dropping the I from my name and being Colm or Colm. <laughs> yeah, Colm. this is set in, uh, I want to say like the tw- 1920s, uh, during a period where Ireland, there's a lot of tensions between Catholics and Protestants. Uh, they were just fighting the English uh, to, you know, be independent. Now they're fighting a civil war between the, the, the Protestants and the uh, Catholics. And that's kind of the backdrop for this movie. But this yes. is, you know, Martin McDonough, uh, playwright turned uh, filmmaker uh, in Bruges, one of my all-time favorite comedies, uh, Three Billboards. You might have seen that one. That's kind of most his most uh, mainstream, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But in Bruges also starred Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. So this is sort of a reunion of that team. Uh, and Colin Farrell, such an underrated actor. Can we just talk about Colin Farrell for a minute? I mean, he just this year, the Penguin, this movie, which he's now, I think, the favorite to win Best Actor at the Oscars. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, or maybe Brendan Fraser. Uh, I think it's close. Which between I didn't them. see oh, that. Yeah. No, I didn't see the whale. None of us saw the whale. Think about that. You know, that. For, for the mummy's sake, we, we owe it to him to watch it after this episode. Brendan deserves it. That's right. But yeah. Um, Colin, Colin Farrell, Farrell he was also in another movie called After Yang, which I haven't seen, but he's supposed to be really good in that. The the Thai diving movie, Jacob, Thirteen Lives. Yeah. Oh damn! So he's yeah, yeah. he's killing the game, and people just don't, I don't think, give him enough respect. Like he's like a great actor. Like he can yes. do really good acting, and he kind of yes. had like his pretty boy phase in the 2000s. Yes. So maybe he doesn't get the respect that he deserves because yes. of that. And they made him do bullseye in the phone booth. That didn't help him at all. <laughs> He was great. And in never forget I mean, that when his sex tape was released, he had his bullseye shaved head and that <laughs> it is a popular sex tape among women because he's so complimentary to his partner the entire time. That's what a sure nice guy. guy he is. Great like, guy. I Colin Farrell. Colin and listen, goes two I ways. love him yep. as bullseye. Daredevil <laughs> might not be a very good movie, but he's he's a great villain. In that that movie. Riding that motorcycle, throwing shit. is yeah. incredible. You guys are going to talk about Batman, mm-hmm. but let me just say. Mike, we, we gave a bit about the plot of it's it's two people. Jacob just said, if you really want to put this metaphor on it, it's like, well, it's the Catholics and the Protestants. Like, why did they just stop being friends one day? Why did they start killing each other? Mm-hmm. But I think Martin McDonough really just is like, it's really interesting to just have a conversation of can you cut someone out of your life? Or what if your friend is the manifestation of your bad habits? Like, Jacob, what if I was having a conversation with you know, I'm overweight and the fat part of me and just saying like, you have to go away now. Like you cannot be a part of me anymore because you're killing me. And like, I deserve better. Like that other part of you, like doesn't want you to be like wrong and messed up, but like, you know, getting rid of it has its repercussions. So I just think it's just this, like, it's like you said, he's a playwright and he's just a writer who like looks at life and goes like, well, I can I can really mine a great story out of like any concept. So I'm just amazed by that. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's a very actorly kind of like you said, like the it's a it's a play kind of movie where it's not yes. it's not a lot of action, but it's it's a lot of you know scenes between characters, and it's a little understated. It's a dark comedy. It's got it gets pretty dark, uh, but it's still very funny as well, and it remains like funny throughout the whole movie. Shout and out Jenny the donkey. 
some great animal actors. We got miniature donkey and uh, it's just, you know, rural Ireland, great, great locations. And I think it's going to win a lot of, or maybe not win, but the whole cast is going to be nominated for, you know, best supporting actress, best Mm. like the four main stars are probably all going to, maybe not uh, Barry Keoghan, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, So definitely recommend that, that you can watch that on uh, HBO max. And uh, I just love Martin McDonough. He's such a he's he's just such an interesting writer to me. Nice. I'll have to throw that on the old HBO Max, The Irish Lads. And if I you haven't seen uh, In Bruges, I would also yeah. watch that because that's yeah, that's that's, great. that's a must. Okay, and that's I also seen Colin either, Farrell, so Brendan Gleeson, uh, Ray You'll just homework. be laughing your ass off, Mike. Yeah, Ty, Mike, if you're on a Ray Fines kick right now, throw mm-hmm. on In Bruges tonight. You're you're gonna have you a know what? Time. That's Holy perfect. More. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's available on streaming. Deadly Hollows Part 1. Oh, jeez. <laughs> High recommendation. I don't know if and you've ever heard there. of it. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, don't watch Part 2. But, uh, Colin, did we get your uh, five? We got my five. Did we? Oh, we're on four now. Yeah. I believe. All right. Everyone's Sorry. five. Can you reiterate your five, five Colin? Uh, my five was Prey. We finally wrapped it up That's with right. Prey. We knocked uh, your guys out. You tied with uh, Way of Water, of course. Correct. Right, Jacob, right. I think that was a perfect number four. Mike, give us your number four. So um, this is another uh, Big Eyes on you, Taylor Joy. Uh, the Northman. The Northman is my wow. number four. What a year for. And on the, uh, on the theming of my list, this is a, you know, it's a Norse mythology story, right? And um, we've seen Viking movies and the show Vikings, and it's so badass. It's so cool, right? This is a revenge movie that's like... Why are you taking revenge? What are you getting out of it? Like, it's not even a kingdom. It's like a farm with like 12 dudes on it. He's fighting for by the end of it. So it's like, what is the cycle of revenge? And, you know, like that whole thing. So it's doing something with the Viking story that would be very easy to macho up and like mines it for some more kind of a thematic and emotional depth. And uh, I think it's really, really strong. Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Great, great cast. Alexander Skarsgård. Naked great volcano year for fight, the, uh, you know. Yeah, great year for the Skarsgård family because you mm-hmm. got Alexander in this, Stellan, you got Bill, his brother, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Oh, that's right. Wow. So and Taylor Joy and the Skarsgård family and Colin Farrell are doing great. Right that's right. <laughs> Those Europeans. Um, oh yeah, Robert Eggers, oh, who directed the Northman, also did the Vivitch and right, the Lighthouse. Yep. And I'm right. I'm a big fan of all his movies so far. He has a very uh, singular vision i think that i like yeah like we talked about the video game nature right did you like that for northman yeah just sort of like the adventure of he's getting a sword he's meeting odin he's going oh yeah there's a little bit of a dark soul yeah yeah yeah. but it's grounded because it's like it's not the epic stakes you don't get the kingdom and it's like it's a if anything you get a farm and like 10 kills good for you visually mike it does involve two naked men fighting by a volcano, wrestling each other. That's how I wanted the Revenge of the Sith to have ended. You know? <laughs> We're doing way better. Take your clothes off, Anakin. That's right. <laughs> we must say, it's, see, it's, it's a metaphor. They're emotionally, you know, fully vulnerable. The, the truth is out, you know, and that's they're why they're not Valhalla. wearing clothes. Yeah, good job, Robert Eggers. But, yeah, good the job. Northman. And I think I would pair it with a a movie I liked, The Green Knight. They're not the same creators, but I think that's a good, totally. fun double feature of yeah. things that twist. Similar the- movies, both excellent. 
that was, you know, Green Knight was uh, very high on my list last year. That's a twist on Arthurian lore. This is a twist on Norse lore. I just like them both. So that's my number four, the old North man. Yeah. I'll hit the number four here. Look, James Cameron returned after forever to make a new movie and he's my hero. It's great to have like a, an older statesman filmmaker to come back. Bums me out that he's only going to make one type of movie going forward mm-hmm. with this other guy, George R. George R. George R. I Martin. almost said George R. Martin with George Miller. Same deal. Mm. Oh, it seemed like he was only going to do Mad Max's. Instead, he came back this year. He did 3,000 Years of Longing. This Tilda Swinton, Idris Elba, what I consider a masterpiece. Uh, wow. I don't think either of you guys caught it. No. I, it's, a, it's on my list. I've I've watched so many movies just the past week trying to catch up, but it's yeah. it's it's one I want to watch eventually. I'm a big George Miller fan. And, you know, beyond Mad Max, Happy Feet, Babe, Pig in the City. So he does do other stuff. And he's got know. his visual style, Mike. And yeah. this film carries through with that. It, it has the Mad Max energy, but it has the Babe, Pig in the City love. Aspect That'll do just like fantasy delight. And um, I'm not I won't talk about it too much, but there's the line in the movie of like, if you don't know what a woman's heart desires, then you never will. And just like, if you don't know what's good about this movie, you never will. Like, even oh. if you watch it and you don't like it, I think it's just attuned to a certain type of person. And it just hit me when I was in such a way. So I recommend if you find this thing and love it, I hope you do vibe with it. It'll be Ray Fiennes yeah, I'm waiting and for George to... Miller for my viewing the next week. There you go. I'm waiting for it to become available on a streaming service or something. Unfortunately, another movie that didn't do very well at the box office. They really yeah. tried to market it and uh, no one went to see, see it in no, theaters. This nobody. Is, lasted a week. No, it feels like this type of movie, as had been predicted, is slowly dying in theaters, you know? And yeah. And it was kind of a hard sell. Like, I watched the trailer. I was like, it looks good, but I don't. it's not, you know, a rush out to the theater for me. I would have least. watched yeah. it if it was on streaming already. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't have yeah. access, so. Yeah. Uh, but Edris Elba, Sonic 2 and... He, and uh, Mike, let's just say, like, what's going to happen to him this year? Because this film bombed. I'm not positive him fighting a lion was the thing that made the most he's sense. He's not a, Oh, man. I, I like Idris Elba a lot as an actor. He's I don't not think a he's, movie star. No, he can't sell a movie by himself. I think that's kind of been... Suicide Squad bombed, too, Jacob. It's a it's a liked movie, but, yeah. you know, yeah, what do we do here? He's not to Will me, Smith. They tried to replace Will Smith with him in the Suicide Squad. That's You just unlocked him for me, <laughs> and you're 100% right. They wow. have tried yeah. to be like, Will's gone. We've we got you. I didn't role. see that Lion movie either. Work. That was his no. big, like, I'm going to fight this lion and... It's I ended up great. watching Ghosts in the Darkness, but I did not watch that. That's a double That's feature, too. That's a great too. movie, Mike. Yeah, it's Irish, too. You get uh, Val Kilmer is this Irish bridge builder yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I'll have to, 3,000 years along, it needs to come. George Miller. Uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, and Andrew Selva, too. Yeah. I think he's really bummer. talented. I wish his movies were diagramming better. what's We're losing a lot of movie stars this year, I'm noticing, with the things that we're saying. So I'm, well, I'm the curious age if that will carry stars. over is mm. over i think except for a select few like you know scorsese and tarantino they they kind of bag on mcu and in superhero movies a lot but i think they do have a point in that like movie you don't sell movies with stars anymore you sell them yeah. with characters you sell them with Franchises. superman batman captain america but is i is bullet train in any of our top 10 brad pitt is is it disappearing no. away I watched johnny that movie depp is gone too. now Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're losing them more and more. Leo is kind of the only one we got left. Well, that's the thing is that Tom. era. 
that era, they're aging out and there's no like Tom Holland. Is he like the new Tom Cruise? I yes. don't think so. But <laughs> no, Uncharted, you know, it's like you can't. Yeah. Anything no, he's people done know that's him not Spider-Man, Spider-Man, no one's ever yeah. watched, you know? Exactly. I saw him. I saw him face off against Batman in a religious belief battle in Ohio. <laughs> you know, right? And I can't remember the name Nobody of that movie. Watched that I did, but yeah, Devil no one else did. Time, maybe? Devil all the is time. It's called Cherry. Yeah, yeah. Is another movie that he was in that didn't yes. do anything. Yeah. yeah. So Uncharted. Yeah. How That's dare you? Word. Our favorite film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's. Man. I, I want to see. Do we have any movie stars in our top three? Let's transition to wow. our top three here. All wow. Right. wow, wow, wow. Well, I'll, I'll transition from the Spider-Man facing the Batman to just say my number three is the Batman. The wow. Batman. Um, my number 10, or actually yeah. my honorable mention, my number 12. And Colin, this didn't make it yours. It wasn't on mine. Didn't make it too long, Mike. Please right. tell it, us. It tell is us. very long, but I think on the theme of things that are doing interesting things with the genre, they made the best Batman movie. Everyone said it. You know, he's actually detective. This... Dark Knight's a great movie, but it's more the Joker's carrying it. And this one, it's the Batman. And we're learning about Bruce Wayne and his trauma. Like, it's the most interesting character study of the Batman character. And Bruce Wayne and ignoring his responsibilities as a billionaire. So, I uh, it's long and Colin Farrell, like MVP, you know, Zoe Kravitz, Mad Max, George Miller. It's all connected. Paul we Dano. Love it. Paul Dano. We love it, right? So, I, I think it's just a really good, it's the best Batman movie in my opinion and it's like i appreciate the wow. tone and uh that car chase is insane so yeah the batman number three good job is it's my second Pat's favorite star i think he's people showing I think up around he's, uh, he's closer than most i think Timothy adam driver adam driver is another one that i was thinking of okay. but even he's like a non-traditional movie star in that he doesn't have yeah. like the classic good looks like he's not a bad looking guy but he's different looking than a lot of movie Pattinson? stars right We'll see no, if people uh, show up to turn. Uh, Adam Driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Driver is, yeah, he's a little bit different. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. Batman. He's doing his big dinosaur movie. We'll see how that goes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's Dino Crisis 3. They just went ahead that's and made right. Dino Crisis 3. Turok, like. Come the on. one with but Pattinson I do like a lot yeah. because he does a lot of weird kind of out of, you know, left turn choices where he's doing weird, like, independent movies and art like movies Devil All the stuff. Time was a weird. I think he did great in that movie. Just nobody saw it. Yeah. 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 Um, so I any, like I like I like Battinson. Yeah, I like Battinson too. You know, Paul Dano again, great. So if there's no other thoughts, have you rewatched it, three. Mike? I haven't yet. I just was. I haven't either. I just really it's my second it. favorite Batman after yeah. The Dark Knight, right? For me. Oh really? I think that again, The Dark Knight's good because of the Joker. Yes, this I agree Batman is untouchable. Like nobody's played Batman. It does as good as Battinson. Plus, he's emo. It's like perfect for me. He's got his eyeliner. Emo Batman. I love yeah. it. He's so sad. He loses to Nirvana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> That's right. right. Drives around on a motorcycle. Yeah. It's sad. Brooding. Watches a woman undress for the first time, probably ever. Which he's the perfect uh, millennial he's Batman. He's the first millennial to yeah, play he Batman. Hates sex. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just want to solve crime. Yeah. Leave yeah. me alone. Yep, um, yep. All right. I can jump in with my number three here. Yep. Now, this movie, it was my number two for a long time, most of the year until recently I saw my new number two, which kind of bumped it down a slot, but I do feel Ah. bad because I do think it's a great movie, but my number three, uh, and this is a movie that I literally saw like a year ago now, or almost a year ago. (laughs) This came out in the early 2022. It's called everything everywhere all the time. Wow. Oh yeah. All everything everywhere. All everything, 
everywhere all at once. There we uh, go. E-E-A-A-O. Um, now, this movie, like I said, came out in early 2022. Uh, this one was like a... This, you know, it's really good. It's uh, stars Michelle Yeoh, obviously. I mean, well, let me ask you guys. Have you seen this movie at all? I, I literally just saw it over vacation, Jacob. Wow. I have not. Right. I want to. It's not on streaming unless you pay like 20 bucks to get it. Showtime. Right. Yeah. So maybe I'll yeah. have to do another Showtime trial. But I want to see it. I've heard nothing but, you know, good stuff out of it. Everybody has yeah. seen it. Is this movie is... Directed One by two guys named Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan, also known as the Daniels. They made a movie <laughs> called Swiss Army Man with uh, Daniel Dano. Radcliffe and uh, Paul Dano, uh, where Daniel Radcliffe played a dead body and it's kind of wacky and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is also very wacky, but also very heartfelt and a lot of emotions. And I like, you know, feeling emotions. But uh, Michelle Yeoh, obviously the starring role, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, and her 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 uh, husband is played by K. He Kwan, uh, who Kwan, was baby. short round in Indiana My Jones. God. Right. It's like he hasn't uh, been in hardly anything, right? He, no, he was like right. retired from acting for like twenty years. Uh, also in the Goonies. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's back. He's uh, he plays Michelle Yeoh's husband. Uh, Stephanie Sue plays their daughter. Uh, but basically, great I, performance. It's hard to even describe what this movie is about, but it's about basically multiverses and, you know, family drama and, and it's just really good. Uh, I mean, what, I, I don't even know what to say about this movie, but I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. From what I understand, it's like exploring kind of the generational disconnect between the family members, but it's a, you know, then there you have a multiverse wacky thing going, but it's, it's about family at its heart. And, uh, absolutely. So it sort of uses this job. multiverse uh concept to kind of explore this family michelle yo is uh basically the owner of a a dry cleaning uh business and she kind of sees what her life could have been like in different scenarios where she didn't marry her husband and and do different you know pursue different life paths basically every time you make a decision in your life a multiverse you know it splits and there's a different universe where you made the other choice mm-hmm. and so you she can kind of see all her different universes making different choices and what would have happened that kind of thing it's a lot of fun it's it's wacky it's you know it's made by kind of filmmakers that came up on like youtube and like just add editing and it's all kinds of crazy stuff going on mm-hmm. um i didn't love all of it you know there's some things like they keep returning to a lot of the bits like maybe too many times where it's like we don't need to see this bit again like we get it uh but overall i thought it was really really good i dare you say that about Rekka Kuni. Um, yeah. <laughs> two, Hot dog uh, fingers. two filmmakers who have stayed out of the superhero machine. And I think we're all excited to continue to see do weird stuff like the turn down for what Flava Flav video, which is, of course, uh, sort of their calling card as well. Yeah. Oh. T-Pain. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. For that uh, video. Yeah. It's very iconic. Turn down for what they did the music video for that. That's kind of where they got sort of came up from from making music videos like that and they just kind of have their own wacky sensibility and i think this movie was was a24 produced yeah. so they kind of mm-hmm. let them do their thing they stayed out of the mcu although this movie has sort of got a following of and i don't want to look down on like hardcore marvel fans but it seems like a lot of marvel fans watch this particular film and was like all right this is like the one 
independent movie or whatever that I'm going to watch this year. Uh, I like that. And it's so it's got kind of this rabid fan base now online that's similar to the MCU. Nothing against the MCU. Um, but I think this movie maybe is a little overrated at this point, but I do think it's it's really strong. Number three on the year for me. Obviously. That is amazing. So, yeah. It's, it's on my list. Some great action, some great uh, action choreography and stuff in, in really surprising ways. So, yeah. Nice. And Colin, you got a, your number Let's three. Let's finish up talking about A Little Wooden Boy. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Pinocchio. <laughs> Look, <laughs> This would have been my number one, except for the fact that it's a story we've all seen over and over. If it wasn't for the fact that this is literally the ninth Pinocchio I've seen in my life. One, right? <laughs> that's, that's what's number number three. That's, there was like three I, Pinocchios that came out just like, this year. Just, just this year. And do yeah. you guys remember the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas one that horrified us as you? Yes. Wow. Boy. No, I never saw that. that. Wow. That has haunted me till this day. Um, I have a therapy session coming up now. Thanks. I don't love the character Pinocchio, Mike. So that Mm -mm. speaks to the strength of this film that exactly how Jacob said this sort of um, surrealist, fascist Italian history trip that we go through featuring mainly British actors uh, um, like uh, Ewan McGregor as, uh, of course, the uh, Jiminy Cricket-esque stand-in. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think he's called Sebastian the Cricket in this. Sebastian J. Cricket. Um, uh, nice. It's, it's well, just, the, it's, it's one of a kind. Yeah. Yeah. The fascist Italy setting is interesting because it's like, all right, he's a puppet, but he famously has no strings, but he's born into this society where everyone's sort of acting like a puppet and blindly mm-hmm. obeying their leader, you know, Mussolini, who's in this movie as well. <laughs> Mike Wild. Geppetto, who at one point gets drunk and curses God for taking his son from him and screams at a tree and turns it into this little boy, um, oh. is asked at one point by our little puppet. Geppetto is a carpenter who is working on uh, a new figure of Christ, our Savior, our Lord, uh, mm-hmm. a new cross for the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pinocchio asks, Father, why do they like this wooden man, but not me? Yes. And you're just like, my he points God. points to the cross in church and says, like, why do they like this wooden boy, but not <laughs> me? Him. It is that it That's sounds heavy handed. But again, Guillermo del Toro, who is a, a Mexican man who, who grew up um, just thinking that fascism is the worst thing that could ever happen. And you just have to be like, God bless you for thinking that, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And Del Toro, he's quoted as saying, uh, the character I most identify with in the world is Pinocchio. So he's always wanted to make Pinocchio. <laughs> wow. Uh, he just feels this affinity to this character. And uh, and that's yeah. why he walked away from the Hobbit. They're not going to be pulling his strings. No, no sir. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. How about that? I, I, I would assume best animated feature. Now, this is entering that territory where... I feel like he gets to do whatever he wants to do because of Shape of Water. Like, he has proved to people, like, I have a weird audience, and, like, they show up for my stuff. And, like, even though Hellboy bombed, it's, like, a cult following where they sell, like, a billion Blu-rays of it and merch, Mm -hmm. like, a year and stuff. And, like, Ron Perlman's, like, still doing voices in this mic. Like, I just wonder where this could take him if it does come with the success that I, I truly think it will, and I think it has been for Netflix, where like Jacob, mm. like I, I see him entering this new like Spielberg territory where it's like he is not even just a modern auteur, he's a modern brand of like 
Well, if Guillermo del Toro produces something like DreamWorks used to, then people yeah. will go to it because, like, you can mm. trust that, like, he's a crazy artist and you'll be seeing something one of a kind. Like a Tim totally, Burton's yeah, heyday. He's, yeah, he's moving into that stage where, like, if his name's on it, it generally means it's going to be something he's really interested in. It's going to be good. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have to do the one for them, one for me. He does one for me now. Basically, seems lucky. Um, <laughs> All for me, but he still, you know, he had that film noir one last year that got an Oscar yeah. nomination. Yeah. So, yeah, good yeah. job, Guillermo. Will we ever uh, see in the Mouse of Madness, Mike? Will we ever get to see some uh, some weird stuff? Uh, he's got to be able to take a crack at Cthulhu, some Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Will he get to release Cthulhu? <laughs> yes. He also, just want to say be. about uh, the cast is great in this as well, and specifically Kate Blanchett, who might pop up again. In my list, foreshadowing. Well, uh, Jacob, <laughs> pairing Tilda Swinton and Kate Blanchett as sisters in a movie, you just go like, "Who? Why haven't we done that in every movie?" <laughs> right. That's um, but in but in Pinocchio, Kate Blanchett plays the monkey Spazzatura, right? And Spazzatura. she wanted she wanted to do a voice in this, and she's like, "Guillermo, let me let me act in it." She's like, "All right, well, I've already cast all the parts except for uh, the monkey." She's like, "I'll do that." So she. Basically, it just makes monkey sounds for the whole movie, and uh, oh, that's it's great. great! Yeah, it's so, like the George Clooney dog from one. South Park, like a legendary. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> small role. That's very fun. So that's number three. None. That's all our top threes. Wow. Well, do we um, dive into the? T- what was your top, top three, two? Mike? My third was the Batman. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, I can go into my top. Go ahead. My second. Speaking Please. of Kate Blanchett, you like I said, it, yeah. let's roll with her. An actress that I am a big fan of. Uh, she was in a little movie called Tar. Now, this okay. movie, I don't know if you heard of it. Uh, this is kind of, if you remember last year, I liked a movie called Drive My Car. It was a three-hour Japanese drama. Mm-hmm. This is kind of this year's Drive My Car to me, where it's like, it's not going to be for everyone. I wouldn't recommend it to everyone because it's a... Uh, not quite three hour, but like two and a half hour movie. It's a very slow drama. It's a character study. Uh, and it's very wordy, you know, mm-hmm. and it's very patient. It's a very patient movie, but you have to be patient to watch it. And so it's not going to be for everyone. If you don't like that kind of movie, you're not probably not going to like this. But Cate Blanchett freaking kills it in this role. Probably a career defining role for her to me. Uh, you know, we get all these characters, you know, we, we have, you know, Daniel Plainview, you know, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis kind of disappearing into these crazy roles. Joaquin Phoenix, they get to, you know, always go method and just mm-hmm. go into these these roles. There's not a lot of roles for women like that. And I think Kate Blanchett, yeah. this is her Daniel Plainview where she just disappears into this role. She's in almost like every frame of this movie. It's just a character driven mm. piece about Lydia Tarr, who is a, as we all know, a famous conductor. We've all heard of. <laughs> She won an EGOT. Oh. Uh, yeah, Lydia Tarr. I, I have yet to meet Lydia Tarr. Mike, have you seen this movie? No, this completely flew um, under my radar. Like, I had no idea that this was a thing. But so it's a very dramatic yeah. kind Conductor of... gets canceled movie. That's that. Does yes, this have mainstream a... appeal, Jacob? It's, hmm. it's supposedly a frontrunner. Now, oh, let me ask you this real quick. Best actress, is it her yes. or the last film you talked about? Is it Michelle Yeoh? Well, that's interesting. As for oh. a long time for this year, I thought Michelle Yeoh was going to be a lock, but I think it's got to be Kate Blanchett oh at this point. Oh, my God. Wow. It's this role. 
upset. She's so good in this role. And like I said, male actors get to do these kind of roles all the time. There's just not a lot of roles for women like that. And I think it's, it's a complicated role because it's a character who you're not sure if you're, how, how much you're supposed to be rooting for it. Cause like you said, it's got that sort of cancel culture, uh, Mm-hmm. commentary on it she's a a lesbian composer uh who has you know possibly been uh you know exchanging like you know sexual relationship for for favorite you know favors within that universe because she's a very powerful figure she right. can kind of you know make people's careers in the conducting business i guess right. uh, and this was directed by todd field who hasn't made a movie in almost 20 years the last movie he made was little children uh and it's it's crazy that he hasn't made a movie in so long again like george miller because this movie is just so well made like the cinematography the framing the editing the sound design like it's all so meticulously done and like it's kind of the new terrence malick on huh, jacob he's this sort of like just iconic I'll come in. Goodbye. <laughs> Seems like it. Yeah. I, I don't know why he hasn't made a movie. I guess he had this script for a long time. It was like, I wrote this specifically for Kate Blanchett. I'm only going to make it if she is in it. So it just lined up for him. But I think she's now a lock to win best actress. So I think it's going to be Kate Blanchett, Colin Farrell, lock it in. Wow. Uh, wow. But, Vegas, get your parlays. That's right. Um, but Tar, like I said, Avatar Not best animated feature. Lock That's it right. In. Avatar. Uh, but yeah, nice. I, I thought it was great. And if you're a real, uh, if you're a real fan of those kind of movies, this is going to be one where you can really kind of sink your teeth into it and like think about it. And it's just, it's just really good. Yeah, Avatar, yeah. the conductor of water. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, the way of the orchestra. But Kate Blanchett, I mean, obviously incredible actress. So that's Love worth her. checking out. Just yeah, to crush it for three hours. Like that's cool. Absolutely, um, Colin. Do we have your next on your list? Your number two. Uh, I want to go. What I'm going to say is my best actress fight. Look, I don't mm. think it's a realistic nomination, but a star has <clears throat> risen this year. Okay, and okay. that is Jenna Ortega, and. Wednesday's great. That's mm-hmm. the home run. That's like people know your name now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Green bit role X. We all talked about it. Like she's a wonderful part of that, but I really think Mia Goth is kind of a minor part. Star. Well. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, seeing somebody sort of open up in their life, that's great. Mm-hmm. My, my top of this year for, for number two is fallout, which is this, Direct to HBO, another one of these sort of things that got lost in streaming. It came out right after like the second weekend of Scream. So -hmm. she was getting like a little buzz off that. I I feel like a lot of people have not seen this film, but it is a film about a young woman who survives a school shooting Mm -hmm. and the, the journey that she goes on after that. And like... I just like it's it's not a film I'm ever going to watch again, but it's just like nothing I've ever seen in this performance of a young lady who like has to like lose her life just because of surviving something that we've just normalized. And it's, it's just so horrible. And I'm, I'm not saying she kills herself or anything, but the end, but you just watch someone like deal with that trauma in, in a yeah. way that I really think is realistic. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I've heard of this movie and I watched the trailer and the, and stuff. And it was in, it's definitely on my list to watch. 
uh, and I watched the scene where they're in the bathroom and like the school shooting like happens. And just, I just watched that whole scene on YouTube and I was like, my God, wild. And it's, you know, uh, there was a Gus Van Sant movie, elephant, which is about the Columbine shooting basically reminded me of that. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. How terrible that this is a genre that we can explore in the United States of America. Right. (laughs) Yes. And it's gotten much worse than even when, you know, Columbine was the late nineties. It's only gotten worse really. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a, I can't even imagine. That's a whole nother can of worms, but yeah, the, the, being able to tell the story of a survivor with, you know, getting through trauma, what the toll that that takes, right. Worthwhile, uh, film to be made. And you know, the performance is good as you're saying, Colin, worth checking out. Absolutely. Mike, let's hear your number two. So we mentioned this a lot earlier on. It is um, also chock full of great performances. The Scars Guards, you know, uh, Barbarian, my number two of the year. I absolutely love Barbarian. Can't talk too much about it, but it is excellent, excellent, excellent. It's a good subversion of a lot of horror tropes. And that's all I'll say. It's very clever. And for my top five, I just wanted stuff that was subverting my expectations or the expectations of their genre. And they did that. Why does it stick with you too, Mike? without going into it too much, it's like just the, the commentary, like the, the stuff that it makes you think about, you know, who can we trust? Blah, blah, blah. Like that kind of stuff. It, it's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, totally. I loved it. Uh, I think that was on all of our, well, let's see how many movies were on all before we get to the number one. Oh, yeah, that's I, a great, yeah. I had that's great. spoiler alert. We all have the same number one, right? <laughs> right. But you're going to have to wait. Prey was on all of ours and Prey. Barbarian. Was that just the, the two? The Batman the was a so honorable mention. Batman wasn't me on all North three. Wind. Wasn't on Glass mine. Onion. So only two. I Glass think only onion. two. Glass no, Onion was on. Nope. Avatar? I don't. You didn't have it on it. I didn't Avatar have Avatar on. Nope. It's too wow. long. How could you wow. betray Big Jim? So like Barbarian this. and our number one. That's it. Wild. Which we've both talked about on this. Well, we haven't talked about Barbarian, I guess. Not really. Well, we can't we really. Over, yeah. <laughs> because everybody who hasn't seen it, like, normally I don't care about spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. like this one, if you haven't seen it, watch it. I'm still the keeping the spoiler know, wall the up for it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. You get, you're the exception. But uh, well, that means we're on to our number one. And like I said, right. we all have the same number one. We we do. Now, we didn't plan on that. Mm-mm. We have discussed totally it on this podcast before. Um, yep. it's just something that hit us. Do we want to say, boys, what is our number one? Three, two, one. Nope. Nope. No, I don't want to say right. Nope. <laughs> don't nope. tell me. No, the name. I will not nope. say no. <laughs> What's your favorite type of it's, Japanese theater? No, nope. no, no. Anyway. Oh. Nope. Jordan Peele's nope. That's right. Spoilers wow. for this a, a bit, but yeah, number yes. one for all of us, Colin. What do you love about it? Why is it number one? One of a you? kind. We we did an episode on it. You go in, you're like, it's not even like I know what this is, that you're expecting something. You you have an idea of what kind of movie you maybe think it is. And then you're just blown away in the little transformation of the thing in front of you, turning this whole movie into something you would just never imagine. I just, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Jordan Peele... He uses symbolism in his movies on another level directors are doing nowadays, especially for like a blockbuster of this level where it's like, you're not seeing that kind of symbolism in, in whatnot in like a transformers or in a, you know, in a Marvel movie, it's, 
you know, it's the singular vision of a director that I like, you know, like Spielberg with Jaws, uh, sort of continuing on that tradition. And I've been thinking a lot, like, is this his best movie so far? Like, Get mm. Out was a cultural kind of, had a lot of cultural significance, kind of put him on the map. Put it was a big map, hit. Yep. Um, and I think that's like a five out of five for me. But I th- I'm starting to think Nope is like actually his best movie now. I agree. It's yeah. more dense, it almost feels like, which is yeah. crazy to think about with Get Out. Like, it's dealing with... Like, like Get Out was a great debut. Yeah, yeah. Nope, he's like matured as a filmmaker since Get Out. Yeah, and I think for people like us who are like film nerds, or we went to film school, we've worked in the industry in some capacity, there's something to the attention to detail with this being also a movie about filmmaking to a degree. Yeah. Um, and uh, crew members, people below the line, you know, being heralded as the heroes, the, the little people, let's say. We talk a lot about our archer yes. directors, but this movie is a love letter to the crew. And I really, I think that's why it sticks with me, too. Also, it's a great yes. story. Yeah. Now, um, spoilers again, so skip two minutes, let's say, if you don't want to hear it. Yeah. But Gordy, a character I won't say too much more about, mm-hmm. but a character we know and love. I have seen some people and some critics say like, well, that should have been its own movie. I don't understand why there's a jean jacket and then there's the Gordy stuff. Once again, like Jacob just said this thing about symbolism. You're not understanding the whole story if you're not looking at how every piece adds up together. And, you know, Ricky Jupe Park, you know, Jupiter Park, all that stuff. There are, to talk about a glass onion again, this is a movie that you can just peel and peel Scott and peel layers. away. Jordan yeah. peel away. Yes. Oh, Scott I love layers. it. Uh, it's just so great. Yeah. He makes the kind of movie where you're thinking about it the next day. You got your theories. You got your, you know, it's like, it's a movie that you can, that sticks with you and you can just really continue yes. to think about it. And that's what I really appreciate yes. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does all connect together. Like Colin's saying the, the Gordy's home and stuff. It's, it's spectacle and control. Like, you know, we're, they're, they're horse trainers. So it's like, yeah, these are wild animals we're dealing with. How much yeah, control do you have? And don't look, don't look in the lens either of a camera. Don't it's very thematic. Eye. Right. Um, yeah. You got yeah, I think. characters. You're, you're never going to forget like um, OJ and hoist antlers. You know, these, these crazy characters. Uh, you've got a, a script. You can't get over angel. Yeah, uh, and it. then you've got Hoyt von Hoytema. Cinematographer of all time. I mean, a guy who works a lot for Tarantino, but mainly for Nolan now. Um, again, we talked about it, developing IMAX cameras to shoot at night. This movie looks like nothing you've ever goddamn seen before, which is exactly what Jean Jacket looks like. It's like, yeah. you just can't get over this thing. It's literally nothing you've ever seen before because the lenses were yes. invented for it. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah, the technology for filmmaking has been developed for this movie about filmmaking. You love to see it. It, it came out to, I feel like people aren't talking about it anymore. It came out too early or something. I don't know. If it was, yeah. if it was the Christmas time, if this was a bit before Avatar, if it was Thanksgiving and we were leading into mm-hmm. it, I feel like it would have hit the billion too, guys. I, I don't know. It should have been a bigger hit. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like some people didn't, Weren't, didn't get into it, I guess. I mean, I know Logan Paul didn't get into it because uh, yeah. he had this scathing review of it where he didn't understand anything. But that's kind of the point Shocking. is that, like, you know, yeah, you got to think about these movies. And this should be the biggest hit of the year, not top yes. 10 to me. You know, yeah, yes. this has, gives you the most to think about as um, 
even as a consumer, like what are you, what, what are you a party to in the entertainment industry, right? It, it brings up a lot of questions and the subversion for the final part of my theme is, okay, this is spoilers guys, you know, but maybe the marketing, they just, oh, it's a, just a UFO movie. I've been there, done that. To take the UFO and just make it a big creature, fucking brilliant. I loved it. And like, yeah, that, yeah. I would have never thought of that. It's so simple, Jordan Peele, you son of a bitch, right. you've done it. So, yeah. Good and- work. Yeah, it's great. I don't know with these movies, you can't even really talk about box office anymore because so many movies no. like come out on streaming and like who knows what a successful movie is anymore. If you, you know, if it's a good movie to you, then I think it's successful. And I just hope that Hollywood, you know, sees the light and prioritizes art, prioritizes art over commerce, which they never will, but it's just a hope that I can have, you know. Right. I think at least Amen. we could be heartened with the diversity of our lists and the kind of variety of filmmakers and types of films that were released this year on it's a lot of different platforms and some even in theaters. So totally we're spoiled for choice. And at least those films are getting made, you know, more artsy stuff or more character driven stuff. And it's out there. Maybe they're not going to pull down box office, but I think at least we're getting product that is good. Um, hopefully that continues. Yeah. But yeah. Now with Nope. I wonder if this will get an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. I hope it would. I mean, with 10 nominees, I think Avatar will. I think Top Gun <laughs> is a good bet to be nominated. Really? Banshees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tar will probably be nominated. But I think the favorite, I mean, what could the favorite even be right now? Uh, the Fable Men's will probably get nominated as well. Yeah. The, the story stuff where it's like this has a story behind it, that's why I maybe think Michelle Yeoh will take it over Kate Blanchett, oh, yes. Jacob. And I really that think that Brendan Fraser, despite the fact that none of us have talked about the Whaler Dunning thing, you have so many celebrities like Adam Sandler coming out and being like, yo, my boy from Airheads, he shook it up. He did something like none of us have ever done before. And I, I, I think we will all buy into that. Okay. I want Brendan Fraser to do well because I like the guy, but there's been some backlash for that movie where it's like, maybe not the most sensitive to, you know, weight issues and that kind of thing. I don't know. It's gotten some, some hit or miss kind of reviews. Darren Aronofsky directed, obviously, but, Mm -hmm. uh, a hit or miss guy. I mean, what do you guys think will win best picture though? Avatar way of water. That's <laughs> everything everywhere oh. might be the Sonic 2. I think James Cameron's going to win. Yeah. That's I, I wow, genuinely Mike. think he's going to win. Well, if you remember the first theaters. Avatar lost to Hurt Locker. So it was right, sort right. of low That's budget right. indie beating the I big I think they'll say, no, we do need to care about global warming. And if we give this award, we'll look like we care. I think everything everywhere. I think there might be some politics. Because, uh, yeah, just with the yeah. environmentalism of it. But everything everywhere, Could I think, be. is also a darling. That's a that's a yeah, that's a big uh, crowd favorite. Yeah. Banshees mm-hmm. is a very that's maybe the actor I, nominations will clean up, but maybe not. I'm be honest with you, Jacob. Mm. Yeah, Coda has broken my brain because that is like Coda. a Disney Channel yeah. movie. Where well, again, it was a feel good movie. But in a okay, so Green Book, like yeah. you are on this path for a while where it's like, God, wouldn't it be great if something was nice in the world? Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's what's going to continue. Like I, I had somebody remind me where they were like, well, you know that like Jessica Chastain won Best Actress last year for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. And I was like, you're lying. That's not true. That's true. Yeah. My mind is so corrupted, Mike. 
by Will Smith's slap that like <laughs> yeah nothing has been like the same ever since caved in completely Jacob and yeah. nothing has been the same since to where I can't predict any of it and if it I truly truly wild horse I could see it being Top Gun I could see everybody being like you know what fuck you Tom deserves it <laughs> fuck it yeah I could yeah. see that too. I think it'll be nominated. I think Avatar, Everything yes. Everywhere will be nominated. I don't know. It'll be an interesting, it's an, a wide open race. Who know, even knows what the Academy wants anymore? I feel, I, I feel I more out of touch with them than ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parasite was like, I felt like I was that like, was like a brief everybody talks bad about winners. this. Yeah. But you know, you knew it was part of the culture. You knew it was this other stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you guys. We're going to, we're going to jump now and, and after our final thoughts, do some just like quick rapid fire recommendations and stuff. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about one where I'm like, this is the thing that defined the culture this year. And that's it. I don't think Wednesday. it was movies, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> yeah. It was yes, Wednesday I'm on doing, Netflix. I'm doing my dance. <laughs> Correct. All right. Well, we've talked our top 10 movies yeah. for all three of us. Let's jump out. We'll do a little segment on kind of the errata, other things that were cool for 2022. Colin will give us the definitive thing of the culture. Uh, right, right after this. Movies <laughs> like us. I told you about strawberry peels. You know the place where nothing is real. Well, here's another place you can go. Where everything We're back. Here on Normies Like Us, we have talked and talked about what we love this year, movies-wise. We gave you more than a top 10. We, we went through. We gave you some, some honorable mentions, some hot picks. We gave you our 10 here. We agreed on so much. We differed on so much. We want to mm-hmm. hear, of course, from you guys as well. Hit us up as we'll, we'll say at the end, as we always do. Yeah, is there but any now, that we missed that we should check what, out? Mm-hmm. Is there anything, like, I'll just say RR is on my list. I am going to be watching that soon. And and my top 10 can change. This is not in cement here. So I could see that getting added. Sure. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, we're we're out here wrapping it up. Um, maybe we could just do a little rotation into maybe some TV shows or anything like that. Yeah. It was kind of noteworthy. Um, yeah. I have to shout out. We made this top 10 list of favorite movies, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Barbarian, Batman, you know, that that's kind of my running line, Northman and Avatar. But there's one thing that's had more of an effect on me than all of those things combined. Oh, I think I can guess. And that, that would be mm. cyberpunk <laughs> edge runner. Staying at your house. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, that is uh, kind of defined my year. So that's my number one thing. I ended up playing the game and 3d printing, you know, that's been my defining show and thing. game, Mike. Yeah. You're doing a double, a double wreck here. And then I'm reading a uh, neuromancer that that series and Apple TV that's is going to make the neuromancer series filming in 2023. So cyberpunk edge runners was my definitive media property which led into the game and then now reading books and etc so you're not, not watching the the dongle or whatever jacob kept recommending the, the peripheral the peripheral <laughs> not yet written based on the novel by <laughs> william, william gibson? gibson yeah no, not I yet seen that either but i just rewatched the, the original ghost in the shell and the scarlett johansson one i can only recommend one the and video games for the me for the year mike cyberpunk 100 i've had yeah. so much fun texting you guys and friend of the show cole about that game but then i'm also gonna go with elden ring oh heck yeah that game was of the year. to me game of the year yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah i don't play it. that many uh in terms of games like new releases 
I usually wait until they're on sale unless I really want to play them. So I, the only new release this year that I really got my hands on was Elden Ring, and I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, I got into Cyberpunk again this year as well, even though that's a 2020 game. Uh, so, yeah, shout out Cyberpunk, shout out Elden Ring. Edge Runners, you saved the, the game. Edge franchise. Runners. Good work. I heard that um, song a lot this year, Mike. Look, <laughs> It was my number one most too. played song in Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Confirmed. It that was doesn't surprise one. me. Not right. at all. Yeah. I got modded Christmas the game so you could drive around and only hear that song. Maybe you <laughs> didn't right. say that on this podcast. I wanted it to yeah. be like real life, yeah, because I, when I drive <laughs> around, I only listen to that song now. Um, but yeah, that, so that was the most influential show that led into a lot of other things. Um, also, another show, Rings of Power, Stop. Stop existing. Um, Stop. Wow. Some, you you guys didn't even finish it. Don't hurt us. No. no. But then uh, Game, of, Game of Thrones was good, right? We liked that one. Yeah, we loved we loved Game right. of Thrones this year. Hot yeah. D. Yep. My Hot shows, uh, you know, I had five shows that I jotted down, but they're all shows that we've pretty much talked about on this on this podcast. Yep. Hot D, Andor. Yep. Hell yeah. Uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Hell oh yeah, yeah I definitely things. shout that out. Answer them out. Yes. Yes. And well, uh, I, I want to pause you right there, Jacob. Yeah. You just hit on the head what I think is the most cultural thing this year for 2022 let's talk about stranger things just stranger for another things. second huh. we've talked about it enough on this podcast look you guys joked and you said wednesday yes blah 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 everything's come out about the number two most streamed seconds per dog views i don't give a shit yeah any of that. right okay, throw it away <laughs> doesn't matter the the culture of when people do those tiktoks of them doing the jenna ortega dance they don't do it to the the song in the show, the Goo Goo Muck song. They do it to this Lady Gaga Bloody Mary song. What, right, what is right. it? Yeah, I don't for like some that. Reason. That shows you that doesn't permeate the culture in the same way that it's trying to emulate the Kate Bush moment. We all mm. experienced for three months, our radio became the 80s again when people are like, well, obviously we're all watching Stranger Things and obviously this kate moment just like the bush herself just like she changed our lives it's like yeah. no this song's been around forever but it it, it was made, like gen z discovering it, that song but kate even bush. it was 40 year old people rediscovering who they used to be it was you know it was parents being like man like that max she's a great actor and you know here she is in the whale too like we're That's right it's just, Sink. it's it's it became i mean you had commercials and stuff doing like like them like people like at Best Buy like running in like slow motion as mm-hmm. like a, oh, a yeah. weird like zombie guy chase them and like yeah you, you know, can like go on running TikTok up the hills playing and yeah. see about a million it's, pop punk covers and all kinds of different covers of oh this yeah song. became it's very amazing. popular cover. It's yeah. amazing. My my number two Spotify rap song was yeah, running up that hill, Kate Bush. That that's that's not true. But if there was a song of the year, yes, my taste notwithstanding, running up that hill is the song of the year. Nineteen eighty four, right? Crazy, right? <laughs> but I think you're. Well, totally again, it's on. like nostalgia reigns supreme. We got a Top yes. Gun sequel was the biggest movie of the year. Yes, and the biggest show of the year was a show about how the eighties were awesome. You're so right, Jake. We said it on the spot. We cracked the code where we said our generation has nothing to go back to because it's always been bad. So mm-hmm. what we prefer to look at is like, what if like it was just called the 80s? And you're like, you mean like 1982? Like, no, 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 no. I just mean eight zero apostrophe S. 
80s. All of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now, look, they had, you know, that 70s show. They're bringing that back, that 90s show. Oh, so man. So it's really yeah. just... January 19th on Netflix. Oh, uh, don't. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm watching on January 19th. Don't. I don't it's want to, but I will. It's a cycle of nostalgia will. that'll continue forever. In 20 years, we'll be talking about the Wednesday reboot starring a new... <laughs> You know, oh yeah, star, Jenna Ortega's star. granny. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, Sonic Mario's nostalgic for people. That's still a thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. So let's say let's do an upcoming. Is, but... uh, yes. I'm looking forward to the Mario movie more than anything. I think that wow. looks great. Wow. I hope Chris Pratt does a good job. I'm going to watch it. I think everything else looks right. Everything yes. else about it is good. Jack Black looks like he's crushing it. Just part. Oh yeah, I think Chris. Now, I think Jack Black's the best. Part. Love his yeah. voice. You know um, what movie didn't make my list? Jurassic World Dominion. Because that movie sucks. No. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, what Chris I like, Pratt. it's not his fault. Yeah, the Mario trailer. I liked it a lot because it has so many kind of deep cut references to Mario games. We're like, oh wow, they're really. It's not just going to be like a generic movie with some Mario stuff in it. Like they, they really want to make like a Mario movie. So it's having the, the music most- goes a long way. No, yeah. and like Sonic is like, all right, we'll put him in the real world, right? And do it that way. This right. is like the most, it seems yeah, like a pretty Mushroom accurate Kingdom. depiction of Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. like they're, yeah. they're trying. Car they're racing. Trying. Yeah. Joe's going to be so um, mad that it doesn't have Liguizamo. <laughs> will there be a post cred scene with anyone else from the Nintendo universe? Or I guess will it just stay oh. Mario? Hey, no, it's going to be the Mario? 90s Mario Brothers guys. Link. I'm yeah. Samus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Samus, we um, need your help. Star Donkey Fox. Kong's in it. Donkey hey, Kong's Mike, in it. Mike, what if Star Fox was in it at the end? Well, there's well, that scene in the trailer. Like cinematic universe. Thousands of worlds out there. The NCU yeah, is going to happen. It's like Kingdom it's, Hearts, Jacob. I'm sure it's they would like, love that. Crazy. Yeah. man. <laughs> Don't bring that. Um, anything else? Yeah. You guys excited for anything? Um, I, oh, go ahead, Jacob, yeah. if you got some. No, you go. You go ahead. It's the the thing I'm most excited for. It's a video game. It's from the Elden Ring people. It's Armored Core Six. It's gonna be awesome. Mike gets his from software fix. This is my yeah. dream. I've been playing those since the PlayStation Two era. I played the PlayStation One as well. Like I've been playing the Armored Core games for a long time. Um, Very hard controls. Yeah, I'm gonna play it with a flight stick because oh, that's, that's gonna answer. be really cool. But uh, yeah, and that's the. Miyazaki, who created Demon Souls, Dark Souls, he's now the president of From Software. The first game he worked on when he got hired at FromSoft uh, is just like a d- development guy was an Armored Core game. So he's kind of going back to the very first project he ever worked on, but now he's in control and can put his own spin, his own flavor into the Armored Core franchise, which will be cool. Wow. Which is sort of a Gundam-style battle robots. Now, Mike, do you think mm-hmm. it will be Elden Ringified? He says it's going to be mission based, which is good. And so the okay. whole armor core, you build your robot from the ground up. You pick your legs. You can have tank treads. You can have hover legs. You can have jump legs. You can pick all your guns. You're completely customizable. So the fun is in customizing it for whatever the mission parameters are. Like, oh, we got radiation. You need a better shielding for this mission or you're going to, you know. So there's parameters like that put on you where you'll be adjusting your build of your robot to fit each mission. Oh, the gravity's too high here. You can't be a skinny boy. Boosters. Yeah, 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 you can do that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. So so I'm really looking forward to it and uh, hopefully people like it. But yeah, that's my biggest thing for next year. Jacob. Nice. Um, yeah, what, real quick, I just want to shout out one show that I was going to mention, Severance. Really good mm. show that came out this year. Show of the year. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as 
new things like maybe new movies or something there's a lot that's supposed to be coming out in 2023 in terms of like there's like a new martin scorsese movie killers of the flower moon that's supposed to come out uh that ridley scott uh napoleon movie uh that i'm super gonna be super into um so a lot of a lot of stuff like that um what else what else i'm into oppenheimer Oppenheimer, christopher nolan oppenheimer yeah the Barbie yeah. movie. Barbie. Oh, Barbie. Yeah. yeah. Barbie's going to be. Trailer, the 2001 trailer. We'll do an episode on Barbie. Don't That's you worry. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, in terms of more comic book or MCU superhero side, we got Quantumania, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We got Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy oh, yeah. 3. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Ant-Man fan, you know, and we get... um. It's, Who's our guy from from Lovecraft Country? Jonathan Majors. Jonathan yeah. Majors. Yeah. He's going to be back. Be we love him. Atticus. Kang, and he's going to be sort yeah. of the new uh, Thanos in terms of like being the overarching villain. I think of this phase, but also and they Alex, said multiverse versions of him. So he's going to be right. playing a bunch so of we different saw a Kangs. Version in Loki. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe this one will get blown up, and then another yeah. one will come in. But this yeah, movie, I am looking forward to. Even though you know, I love Paul Rudd. Ant-Man's not my favorite character, but I do like those movies enough. This movie, they they said, like, I think uh, Feige said, like, you know, we, we wanted to make this movie, like, really important to the overarching uh, storyline because the other two Ant-Mans, they never really had that much to do with, like, the overarching MCU stuff. So this right. one's going to have really important MCU stuff in it with, the, with Kang and everything. So I think that's, that'll be really interesting. Yeah, and then he's got his daughter, I think Hope Van Dyne. She's got a cool haircut now. Like, I like the look of the wasp in this one. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Guardians 3, James Gunn's swan song yeah. with MCU before starting with the whole new DC. Yeah, universe. we haven't even talked about that. We have this whole new world to look forward Insane. to. So strange. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be a, no oh, Henry yeah, Cavill. Next year's gonna be wild. But we still got Ezra Miller. Don't worry. Now, Jacob, you want to revise your list? You want to put Black Adam at your number one, you said? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. Black Adam. <laughs> yeah, Black Adam. Didn't watch that. Never be seen again, probably. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. What was one that you saw that you definitely were like, get this away from me? For me, it was Jurassic World Dominion. I'm like, this should in no way, That's shape, or form really ever be screened. I mean, I saw Morbius this year. I didn't I see s- Morbius. Okay, That's that the saw Morbius of the year. Right. Yeah. I saw Morbius this <laughs> you year. You win. Uncharted. I don't know if that was 21, but the Sony stuff, it really breaks my heart. <laughs> They're bad at it. Yeah. Oh, no, next WB year. WB2. Spider-Verse um, 2. Very excited about that. That'll be good. Spider-Verse 2, absolutely. The one thing they do right. The yeah. one thing they do right. Some, for somehow. Oscar yeah. Isaac, your um, boy, Moon Knight's back, Mike. Heck yeah. And we get Dune 2, right? Yes. Dune yes. 2. I didn't even mention Jacob. Dune 2. Bro, Dune, my two. favorite movie of 2021. On the rise. Yes, um, yes. And also, I just wanted to, uh, you know, insult WB really quick because they're doing terribly and they put out don't worry, darling, is one of their only two movies this year. That was a real stinker to me, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, did not like that one. A lot of wasted potential there, but still love Florence Pugh, though. Yeah. Hopefully, but next definitely looking MCU, for, she'll be better. Yeah, definitely look forward yeah. to Dune 2, which she yeah. said. For sure. I got other 22 stuff, just real quick. Thor, Love and Thunder, didn't love it. The new Hellraiser was cool. We talked about that. I did watch yeah. The Pale Blue Eye on Netflix. It's Oh, it's fun. It's fun. No, it's it's okay. it's got a vibe. It, it's perfect for like okay. a rainy night in Edgar the house. Allan Poe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
The guy who plays Poe is really good. I can't remember his name, but he was in like the Buster oh, Scruggs. Oh, Harry Mount. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really, really good in it. So, yeah. Colin, That's... you didn't have Amsterdam on your top 10. I, I recommend everyone watch it, though. Boy. It's, okay. it's, I'll probably you watch that one. And, and Babylon boy. was another one I wanted to see. Yeah, Margot. That's chance. why I'm rooting for Barbie. Margot needs something. She's going. like the Edris Elba it. of actress. Like she can't yeah. sell a movie. I don't know why. Yes, I like her a lot. Harley doesn't work for some movie. reason. Birds it doesn't make prey. any sense. Yeah, should have been a bigger. And Birds hit. of Prey had my other leading lady, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's right. Yeah. And Ewan McGregor, your favorite actor. Gosh, oh my god, couldn't do it. Mike, you got a sandwich. I will. I will. All right. Uh, as we said, we missed a lot of stuff. We want recommendations. Like Absolutely. we didn't get into a ton of video games. I want everybody to say like, you didn't talk about God of War. You didn't, you know, like write into us. Yeah. At underscore like underscore us where you can always recommend that stuff. But like, you know, we did a ton of episodes on a ton of great stuff this year. I think we hit a lot of it, even if we didn't include these lists. So, so we urge you to go back. And if you're thinking like, they left this off, you hit that little search bar. Maybe we did talk about it. Maybe it was on a whatcha. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're into the t- mid 200s now on the episode list. And we're always looking for uh, more things to talk about. The more things. we talk about, the, the harder it gets to th- find things to talk about. We're getting right. sick. It's okay. We're fine. <laughs> but I love um, doing these top tens with you guys. Um, me too. It's, it's me always too. one of my favorite episodes. So great. I like yeah. it because it gives us a chance to talk about things that maybe a whole episode, like we couldn't, I couldn't talk about tar for a whole episode, no. but being able to mention it and talk about it for a couple of minutes is, is always good. So Jacob, yeah. it's literally illegal for me to ever bring up chip and Dale again. Like this is <laughs> it. Like it's over. <laughs> like I, I'm never going to get to. So and we just did an episode goodbye. on it too, though. So if that, you want that's more, true. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> we have more. Um, and we're looking no, forward to great. 2023. More episodes, more normies. Life becoming more that. normal, maybe slowly hey, feeling yeah. that way. That'd be nice. So maybe. yeah, hopefully everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, happy Honda days, all that. Hopefully you had a happy New Year. We're happy that you're here listening to normies like us. Mainly happy norm year. That's happy right. Norm happy year. norm year. We've been your hosts. This is uh, Happy Norm Year, Colin. Happy Norm Year, Michael. This is Baby Norm Year, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah. Happy birthday. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!